You are now listening to the Checkers Podcast. everyone and welcome back to the checkers podcast this is episode 14 this is your host superstar dre i'm here with my co-host aj the diva please believe us okay 14 weeks in and we just you know we continue to serve the people giving y'all the content y'all want and let me just tell y'all this episode okay i'm really in a special type of bag okay i got a lot of shit to say right and, you know, Miss Cleo with her little crystal ball, I spoke some things into portion. Wait, wait, wait. Before we get into that, let me get into my <laughs> church notes. You know, I, I promised the people. Yes, yes, yes. So we're going to start off the week with a good note. Mm-hmm. So this week's um, church sermon was about basically escaping the confines of your lesser self. Mm. Very powerful. Wow. Take a second to let that soak in before we get into the ratchet stuff. Ratchet and righteous gotta have balance. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's escaping the confines of your lesser self. So the sermon was very powerful. It was about like what happens when you give a person who doesn't trust themselves freedom of choice. Ooh, ooh, mm-hmm. ooh. Panic and fear happens. So lost in panic. Mm-hmm. So it's about like trusting your faith, mm-hmm. you know, and just. Believing in yourself and just, like, doing things for yourself based off of the trust that you have for yourself. That's very, com- like, that's very loaded. I know. That's why I loved it. Ways. That's why I loved it. It's like, when you have to get deep into it, you can sit with yourself. Yes, please. And think about it and just, you know. That's very powerful. Yeah. Now, that, that, like, you think about, like, I'm just, like, quickly reflecting back on certain parts of my life where I did not trust myself as much and uh-huh. the type of choices that I made. Ooh, child. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right on time, ain't he always? Okay. It was really good. It was also saying the difference between, like, trust and obedience. So, it was a powerful sermon. Um, yeah, I'll dictionary, be, y'all. Yeah. It's, soak with those words. <laughs> but let's jump right into our check-in portion of the show. It's Libra season. Le- and they Libra have been back. Virgo. Oh, yeah. You know, transition. We transition, have that. We're yeah. on the cusp of the yeah, season yeah. right now. And, um, <laughs> it's a lot. Let me tell you, these birthday celebrations are going up and they suck. It's very extravagant these days. Very extravaganza. So, first off, the talk of this week was Moneybag Yo. He, he is he is 29. becoming my favorite person. He's 29. Are you surprised? Do you he's see that face? Younger? Do you see that face? Oh, so he was older. Yeah, that he man older than looks... That man looks like mid to late 30s, possibly. Okay, you're dragging it. He was going to be 32 the most. Go, Google him right now. That he's man, uh uh-uh. uh, he is he, yeah, he's been through a, a lot in life, 
And thankfully, he made it to 29. Mm-hmm. Um, Ari the Don, a Don indeed, she blessed her man, honey, with a 2020 Maybach. I got him in the back of that back. I think he catching feelings, okay? Child, I did not feel that. It was a big thing. Um, that's, that's also like low key, like a big check. That's like, a that's, big flex. But I like, I like what it was, what it represented because he bought her a, a Lambo, truck. which is like over two hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars, and she bought him a Maybach, which is over two hundred thousand dollars. So, I just want to know. Mm-hmm. How are they paying for these cash? Are you leasing these things? Like, I'm just worried about their finances. So maybe after my my broke ass business. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of that, so Blueface, a lot of people, this like went viral. Ari buying bag a box went viral, and a lot of people had a lot to say. Um, Blueface said Ari bought bag a Maybag. I ain't see a whole save move yet. Wasn't mine. <laughs> <laughs> you damn, you damn motherfucking right. It, I stayed in my broke ass lane. Uh, uh, let me ask That's you something really quick. Like, what's the most, like, what would you buy your partner today that would you would consider, like, extravagant? Right now? Like, right now. Like, right now, at my current salary, what I live. Yeah. What would you buy your partner that's considered, like, extravagant? Extravagant? Um, for me... I would probably buy my partner jewelry. Okay. A really nice watch. Like, I'm like a high-end watch. Like a Movado or... Yeah. Like, I would definitely... um, Or, like, a really, like, nice, like, you know, Cuban link chain. Mm. Like, you know. Okay. So, nothing too crazy. I would do... Yeah, I would do... I'm not putting no clothes on there. Not right now, child. But yeah, it was a big thing. Um, Somebody had like, after this came out, somebody like created like a whole like meme that went viral. If a man puts you in a better position in life, consider yourself blessed. Niggas will see you struggling and still want sex. Yeah, that's on the guy Justin page. Yeah. Um, Meek (laughs) said, we not playing with y'all little brokies in 2021 because Ari bought Maybag. Money yeah, bag. Y'all better, y'all better step in. Better get y'all fucking bag up. I kept telling y'all niggas stop fucking with these broke ass bitches. <laughs> that can do nothing for you but fucking pop. They fucking dry ass pussy on you. Well, That's it. Out. That's it. Like girls are now like ladies. It's Equality is yeah. a thing. Yes. Equality is a thing. You gotta bring something to the table. It's not okay. for your pussy. Like niggas can find pussy anywhere, but like a bitch with a bag is hard to come by. Okay. Like, hello. You got to bring something to the table, mama. <laughs> a lot of people also, too, were questioning, like, they were like, how can Ari afford that? And I was like, listen, don't sleep on Ari. Ari has a hair business. Hello? Her, Wait, listen, what's her hair business? Kaichi Extensions. She oh, sells wow. bundles and stuff. Yeah, but she's been doing that for, like, years. I didn't know. Look and then on top of that, like, she gets, listen, she still do her walkthroughs at the club. And the I'm pretty promos, sure. yeah. I'm pretty sure her back end for her club promos is up. Like, yeah. I'm pretty sure because whenever she does a club appearance, that she's like club, a rapper. That club be stupid late. She's like, really like it's a really rapper. no cap. Like, and I don't understand how. Like people really be flying out to, <laughs> to see, see her, her. At the club. Like I don't understand how. Like, <laughs> like I don't understand you know, it. So I'm like, I'm not not to say be pocket watching anybody, but I'm not to, like Ari. Seem, Ari, don't let the ratchet shit fool you. Like she's a smart girl. 
Yeah. She's very ratchet, though. But that is very ratchet. That is like, smart, girl. girl. So I'm like, listen, she did for her nigga. As she should, though. I respect you know? it. I love, I like I love that, how I like it came out. I of life. You know, like, he went all out for her birthday, and she, of course, is going to do the do the same. <laughs> Bitches get, get stuck in this thing of, like, oh, but I'm a girl, so I don't do as much for my man's birthday. No, you should go as equally as hard as your nigga went for you. Hello. If not, the next bitch will. Hello. Not me, but the next bitch. But he was acting a fool <laughs> in that fucking restaurant. Why did I have him drinking? Oh, my God. You don't drink, y'all. And he was like, because he got the, the Maybach, he was like, let these bitches know I lay dick. <laughs> <laughs> what? Don't do a match made in heaven, child. Two ghetto birds. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, um, then it's my little honey. Speaking of love, Jada, I definitely grew Jada to Lita. like Jada yes, later this side. week. I don't know. Like, she had two parties. Little baby. He's 23. He showed his good side. The good side of Sagittarius is a good side. Let me just say that. Yeah, Chad. When it's up, it's up. It may not be for a good, a long time, but it's <laughs> for a good time. Hello, we here for a long time, not good time. <laughs> yeah. Um, a little baby, he, like, rented out Club Allure. Mm-hmm. And he pretty much, like, gave, like, that whole, like, Travis Scott treatment. Of like Jada's club, Club Jada, Wada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he had like um, balloons and people swinging from things outside. Like it was a whole thing. Club Allure in Atlanta is like a big deal. If mm-hmm. anyone knows, they know. Club, club Allure is everything. Um, but the real thing was the private party. The private party was up and was stuck. Like, 23. I love the Jordan theme. It was beautifully she was done. Like, she was like, don't come in no hills. It's not a bit to be. It was very throwback. Gave me what you wanted to do, what you're going to do for your birthday. Yes, girl. But, um, <laughs> but, but yeah, but, um, you know, she, everybody was decked out in their little jerseys. Jo- jerseys and Jordans. Jordans. The guest list was star-studded, child. Queen, Nyjah, Clarence, NYC, Bernice Burgo. That was a shot for me, seeing Bernice there, because it was. I guess. Reported months ago that um, Valentine's Day he was with Bernice in fucking Mexico and Jada was home with the baby. So I was just like, what? So, but I guess that was just allegations. Um, Tiny was also there, and you know, like the whole thing between Tiny and Bernice yeah. over Ti Ciao. and the threesome. It looked or, like everybody kept it cute though at the party. Yeah, it was a lot of YouTube sensations. A lot of fun. Yeah, Diara was there. You know, she'd be on the scene. She'd be everywhere, though. Yeah. Um, um, it was a lot. Like, it seemed like a really good time. She had, like, drinks made in her name. Also, shout out to the, 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 the lady that actually decorated her and planned Fantastic her, event. Yeah, Fantastic. A she friend. She actually did Happy. one of my friend's baby showers here. Probably, like, two years ago. She's doing the In thing. Harlem. And now she's... I was like, that is really dope. Like... Yeah. She did this girl from Instagram who I've been seeing, like, on my popular page, Foreign White. Mm-hmm. Do you yeah. know who that is? She's, like, known amongst, like, some of the, um, the, the star tenders. I know she's real good friends with Aaliyah J. Yeah. yeah she did, like, like, her party. that way. I don't know what she actually does for a living. I have no idea. But I keep but seeing her. Like, she just pops up. The foreign be everywhere. Foreign is foreign. Like, Very much so. Yeah. Um. So I saw her. She did her event. So definitely shout outs to Frantastic. Frantastic events. Doing Thank big you. things out here. Um. Mm-hmm. But now let's get into our checkup. Um. You know we've been keeping you guys in the loop of the whole Breonna Taylor case and like this week things came to a devastating, shocking halt. Not as shocking. Just more so fucking just tiring. Got to. 
Um, I just okay. I guess we'll start with that. Um, the Louisville police officer Brett Hankison. Mm-hmm. He was only charged with three counts of endangerment in the first degree. Yeah, wanton endangerment. Like you know, like it's actually fucking crazy to even think about this, but. After 191 days, the grand jury failed to bring charges against the killers of Breonna Taylor. Yep. Is ultimately and, what we need to get at. And, like, once you, like, you know, look up what wanton endangerment is, essentially, um, you know, those three counts are for each of the people that was in her next-door apartment. Um, that, essentially, um, wanton endangerment is, like, circumstances that manifest under extreme um, indifference to human life right mm-hmm. and so essentially those three counts are for her next door neighbors her white next door neighbors right who he could have possibly endangered but mm-hmm. not for her life her black life in her own apartment yeah and you know it's just very like i don't know like i'm in this i had a conversation with one of my coworkers, and he was just like he, he called me to check in, and I was just like, you know, oh, I'm wow. just tired. Like, I'm just like, you know, being one of the few black women at my job. Right. And when something like this happens, like, I don't know, Breonna Taylor, her case especially hits home for me just because I see a lot of myself and I see a lot of my friends in her. Right. right? Like, she was a young woman, like, an EMT. Like, you know, she had big plans for herself or whatever right. things may be. And it's just like, we could be sleeping in our bed and be killed. Okay. And then not have any justice served, right? It's terrible in any type of way, and it's just like it's just tiring. Like at a like <clears throat> I I hope like every time one of these cases, one of these names come up, as the as the as the stories in the cases get more and more clear, I'm like I'm hopeful. I'm like yes, like they're gonna get it right this time. Yeah. And then each time the grand jury just does some fuck shit. They either don't indict or they indict, and now how you charge? the one cop with not even murdering her. Yeah. And then the other two officers, they're not even going to get charges first. So it's just like, it's just really a slap in the face to humanity of like, yeah. you like, and it, and it goes back to the, to the Malcolm X quote of like, the black woman is the most unappreciated, un, unprotected, like mm-hmm. person in Period. America. Period. And it's like, we gave y'all niggas lives. Like we we prob we started humanity, and this is how y'all treat us. It's terrible. It's so draining. It's so heavy. It's so like on the psyche. Like it's it's eerie, daunting. Like and then this is why I get upset at motherfucking Portia Parks oh. and fucking Yandy Luther Smith because like as a black woman, you are sitting here and you are taking this other black woman's name and trying to create fucking clicks and, and whatever the case Cloud may be. for yourself. Clout for yourself. And it's like, this is real life. Like, wake up, hoes. Like, on top of all of that, too, everything you said was valid. Like, let's just give that. But literally, it's crazy, too, because, like, in church, like, they brought up this situation as well. Mm-hmm. And they were saying, like, this verdict was on September 23rd. And back in the day, like, Emmett Till, his, um... The, 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 the people that killed him were yeah. also um, acquitted. Acquitted September 23rd. So it's just like how history repeats itself and how like even after all these years, like we're still like in the same place, you know? So 
This is really sad. Um, Tamika Palmer, who's um, Brianna's aunt, she gave like a heart wrenching speech about how the system failed Brianna yeah, and like every step of the way. Like at the end of the day, like that fucking the search, search warrant, warrant should never been issued. Terrible. Y'all niggas shouldn't have went through her door. Like it was just a bunch of shit. Like I didn't announce yourselves. Like it's just a bunch of stuff. Terrible. And it's like there's zero accountability. That's why I was like, honestly, I really cannot like in some respect, like, yes, I respect the work of police officers, but the, but the other time, I'm like, fuck y'all, because I y'all don't. don't do anything. Like, I'm like, what? Like, y'all whole system in which I taught is to be fucking the opposition to fucking public. Hello? Especially black people. Hello? Like, y'all are real life the fucking ops. Because, Hello? N- like, what do y'all do? What situation do y'all de-escalate? Like, anytime you guys are inserted in shit, it just goes up. And, and it stay stays up. there. Like, like, it's really sick. It's crazy to me. Like, it's unbelievable. I just, I don't know. And I'm trying, I'm going to look into um, numerology because 2020 has been a hell of a fucking year. And I know, it has to be something. Like, life numbers. has numbers? Yes. Oh, mine is nine. <laughs> <laughs> but it has to be something like, I, like, shit is weird. Like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if weird is even the No, weird word. is the perfect word. It fits it so perfectly. But shit is just different, and it's just like, I don't know. Yeah, I feel like, yeah. It's just sad. Like, last week when we reported, you know, they, you know, they settled with her, with her family for $12 million. Like, they really think that it's really a number that they can put on us. Mm-hmm. And then you come back the, with this the following bullshit. week with this bullshit ass verdict. Like, no, sorry, we cannot be bought. Period. And it's like you, what her aunt said, they were just like, yo, like you took away a queen. Yeah. Like, you know, in every picture that you see of Brianna, she's smiling, she's beautiful, she's vibrant. Like, mm-hmm. how everyone speaks about her, just the utmost praise. And so what if she might have dated a fucking drug dealer? She in the fucking hood. Of course you did. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> like really trying to, like, paint so pictures? What? So what? To paint pictures as if she was a fucking drug mule and she was smuggling drugs. Like, come on. Like, you know that's how many just. drug dealers, dealers I dated? It's disgusting. <laughs> like, it's really disgusting. What? And also, what's disgusting to to transition over is um what happened this week with Keontae Furge mm-hmm. in Wisconsin. Wisconsin, he just like got a new apartment, and I guess like he was like outside just catching breeze, sitting <laughs> on his porch, and the fucking neighbors call the cops on him, and the cops come and they come with guns out, guns out. They arrest him in his home. And then they explained to him why he's being arrested, which is because one of his neighbors saw him. Doing what? Sitting on his porch. Like, stop fucking... And I'm like, why would you even... Why would you arrest him? Like, ask him, is everything okay? Like, are you the owner of this this place? Like... That's to bring they, out cuffs? I've been taught. They are, they are taught to be fucking profiling, to be fucking racist. You're like, absolutely right. Honestly, screw y'all. Yeah. Um, do you want to transition y'all. over to Tory Gate? Chow. Chow, chow, chow. Yeah. Tory continued this week, you guys. And this... Tory Gate has um, actually opened the fucking floodgates. Yeah. The doors are open. The doors Gate. are open and the levees have broke and it's a fucking shit show happening. Yeah. As we speak. Like, like, as we speak, like, day in and day out, like, this man is really unbelievable. I want to start this um, segment because, y'all, I'm also going to deep dive. 
Um, so with that, I told y'all so. <laughs> so for those of you who don't know, Tori released... He came out, what is it, like, Thursday night? And yes. was like, um... To my fans, I'm so sorry for my silence. But respectfully, I got time today. 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. So, when he said that, we already knew, like, it was going to be some bullshit. Because whenever a black person says, I have time today, it's going to be some bullshit. Very much so, so, everyone thought that he was going to go on live initially. He did not go on live. <laughs> everyone thought he was gonna I didn't going to release a single... He did not release a single. What ended up happening is this man released an entire project. A 17-song album. 17-song album. Detailing the situations that took place that night. Hold on now. Hold on. Get into it, please. Please. (laughs) Now, let me add a disclaimer. I did not listen to his entire project. I did. (laughs) And it's good. (laughs) See, here we go. See, he's not starting off like that. It's actually good. He's not starting off right there. Um, I did not listen to the 17-song project. However, I did listen to the four songs that made it to the shade room and to the blogs um, that really stood out. And so, we're just going to get right into the shit. Please. So, the intro song is called Money Over Fallouts, mm. right? And, you know, it's... He opens the, the the intro. It's very almost like, dare I say, Meek Mill-esque of like... With the blogs yes, and like the like radio the, hosts yeah, like and the, everybody. Yes. And so he mashes up like all the, you know... Ebro, media. Charlemagne, everybody. Yes. And he goes off for about 96 bars <laughs> yeah. about how y'all niggas got him fucked up. It's so and terrible. it's just... Please. Please. And one of the first few bars, he speaks, he says, Megan, people trying to frame me for a shooting, but them boys ain't clean enough. I see how they team them up, teaming up, watching, watching, and I'm calculating. Ciao. I just, he said, the blog saying I'm canceled from this entertainment. I was only on Spotify, like 30 million monthly listeners. I'm fucking going crazy. He... He is, is really rapping. He's really bragging. I feel like he's gloating in a lot of ways. Um, I'm... Okay. We, we gotta do it. We just gotta do okay, it. Yes, we're just gonna get in here. Let's start with one. Okay, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna take a step back. One, please revisit episodes three through five where I told y'all my theories about what happened between Meg and Tori. He confirms it. He definitely did. Now, let me also preface this with saying that I'm not saying that his story is just solely truth and her story is not, but he he confirms a lot of the missing holes that everyone was so... That Megan didn't want to speak about for some odd reason. Confirming that one, they did have a relationship. Yes. That probably did it back prior to fucking quarantine in March. Yes. If you really talk about it. He also mentioned that his mother died too, which I didn't know. I didn't so know they were either. bonding over trauma, it sounds like. And we already know what happened on trauma bonds. Whole other conversation. But continue, okay. please. He also confirmed that he has a crush on Kylie. Yes. And that he was very infatuated with Kylie, actually, that fateful night in that pool off the nineteen forty two. Now what's crazy too is he was invited by Meg to come to Kylie's house. So you guys do huh. the math. Please. And we told y'all that Kylie knew how to keep a secret. Which she does. Because she still ain't say shit yet. 
But I don't even think she really knows what transpired because it seemed, based off of what he said and the music, Mm -hmm. that Megan walked away and she was saying a whole bunch of shit. He goes, me and Kylie still off in the pool. We just kicking and shit was cool. Both of us didn't know you was tripping. Okay. Even though I got a crush on Kylie, I would have left with you if I knew you was dipping for the simple reason. You invited me, but I can't act like shorty didn't excite me. A sick fuck is what Tori is. So, here's where Tori, like, if we take out the situation, if this was just, like, out the situation, these four songs that he's speaking about, the Meg situation with, Mm -hmm. um, you know, him himself, um, him and Meg, um, the production is great. If there wasn't proof that he shot Megan, this music by itself, standalone, would be spectacular. Because he's given New Toronto. If, if you know Tori, and if you listen to his New Toronto series, it's very different from Chick's Tape. It's where he plays with, like, rapping over, like, trap beats, but then also still singing, too. Right. This is when he gets... Production A1, dare I say. Yeah. Um. However, Tori, 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 you just have egregious-ass Tommy. With how, like, the fucking nerve and audacity of you. The fucking nerve and audacity. The timing is just fucking egregious because this comes literally, I want to say, two days or maybe a day after we get Breonna Taylor's verdict. verdict. Yes. And so, essentially, Tori, like, you are really using another black woman's trauma for sales. For sales. For sales. Sorry. No, 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 honey. So. Terrible. T- very terrible. And a lot of people had a lot to say, but he tried to, like, clear it up. So, basically, like, his mother passed away on the same exact day that this Daystar album was released. I do not care. No one cares except for Tori because it was poor care. timing. It was poor timing. Read the fucking room. You're not. You. And what I've learned looking at these four, listening to these four songs you know what the media thinks about you. 100%. So my thing is that why would you move forward with doing something like this? During this day, yeah. That is the sick-ass part in all of this. It just also, lets me know he doesn't give a fuck. I also want to touch on T.I. T.I. was one of the few celebrities to really speak up when Tori had made his initial announcement of, like, you know, he has something coming. Mm-hmm. Um, and he speaks about a conversation that he had with Tori. And he goes, this is what T.I. said. Um, listen, I don't know, but I spoke to him, meaning Tori. He said that that shit didn't happen like that. I said, T.I., well, well, you need to say something, bro. How did it happen? And he said he couldn't say nothing about how it actually happened. I told him I, I understood that. I said, man, you can't expect nobody to ignore the facts that are being presented if you don't have any other conclusive facts that, you, that, that can overturn these. You got to say something. If you ain't going to say nothing, you can't expect nobody else to. Right. Right. And it's just like, one, Tia, I don't want to speak to you about guns or women. Period. So Period. You not, and so this is like all in out. I'm like, Tia, do not be speaking on Tori's behalf because you are not the man, the black man I need. For anything. For <laughs> guidance, for support, for Your anything. Your daughter hates you. <laughs> so I'm just and you have had multiple gun charges multiple 
but he never shot a woman before, so I can give him that. Okay, but how and do you think his daughter isn't, isn't not a, any better? I know, I know, I know. Great point. But I feel like in a situation, like, the setup was just too perfect. Like, literally the day before, T.I. came forward with these things that Tori said and his whole conversation with Tori. The next day, the album comes out. Like, it's just very planned, I feel like. Very strategic. Um, my whole take on the whole situation, too, is um, within the album Daystar, like, he addressed a lot of people, including J.R. Smith. Yeah. But everybody. only J.R. Smith and then everybody else was females. Like, from fucking... Dream Doll. Dream Doll, Quarter Stray. To JoJo. To JoJo, to Kalani. Jojo. Like he did have a point with JoJo. Yeah. JoJo, you took him off the deluxe, but not the original. Stop it. And this is what I'm saying. Like, the media, like, Hollywood and the industry really have a larger influence on how this whole shit played out. Because it's so, Meg is such a huge star Right. And I feel like they did not want this. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, and, and I hate to bring up his name and their name, but like they didn't want it to be as tumultuous as Chris Brown and Rihanna. Chris Brown and Rihanna, mm-hmm. when that occurred, that was a big media production. Oh, 100%. Like through and through on both ends. Like it was like for Rihanna and also for Chris. Yeah. I, they. Atlantic, her her label is really trying to keep Meg as this fucking image of like this it rapper girl friendly everyone loves. Right. And this Tory incident was terrible for that image. And so they're doing everything possible to move away from this. Instead of actually providing the space to actually have a healthy dialogue about what domestic violence is right. and how that impacts black women and all this other... They're really trying to move Meg away from this. And we see it in how Meg responds via social media. She, right. hop, she hops back on live. She's posting pictures. She got rings that say, fuck you, and all this other... It's performative. You're probably right. You're probably right. I feel like, too, like, she doesn't want to bring it to the public. And I feel like even, like, he spoke on certain things, but I don't feel like he really got to the core of what was going on. I feel like if you give him 17 more tracks, he will. Probably. Probably. But (laughs) I feel like they're both kind of being, like, aloof in a lot of ways. Like, not really addressing, like, what we want to know. Yeah. And, I mean, we, and honestly, I don't expect for them to because Rihanna and Chris never did, right? Like, they are the only two that knows what actually happened. I feel like they did, though. Like, they detailed everything. Like, Rihanna even went as far as to say, like, she hit him, too, and they saw a text in his phone. Like, oh. we know what took place with the first Rihanna. But that also came years later, though. But it came. Okay. But <laughs> I feel like it, it was, came within, this like... This ain't gonna come no time soon. I'm looking at that. I feel like it came within a year for Chris Brown and Rihanna. But we're gonna separate this. Yeah, we're gonna separate that. Yes. Yeah. So, I feel like in the situation so, of Tori, too, like, all these celebrities who had, like, albums and stuff, like, they were afraid that this incident was going to impact their sales. Yep. So JoJo Kalani, that's why they took him off. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like he should have been attacking them on record. Period. I agree. Right? Now you're talking about Dream Doll and she doesn't have a hit. Ah, ah, a hit. It's yeah. on Billboard and all that. It's so what so. are you talking about now? You know, like you're attacking Asian Doll and all these other... F- you're attacking Masika and Kari Barbie, her fucking daughter. Like You got to get it too. Sure. All these females. But yeah, that... Yeah, mm. 
and like yeah. a whole bunch of men had a whole bunch of shit to say. Like, and you wasn't going at them like that. Also, you know what also made this like really like honestly, they start have to address you as such because now you're in a boat with with Daniel. Oh so shit! You house. have yeah, you have no. I cannot address you by your artist name anymore. Day star. Not <laughs> day star. It was terrible because you sat there on songs and you was just like, if I shot you, how come you ain't got no broken bones? Ten- Are you dumb? Are you dumb? That is the equivalent of OJ being like, if the glove don't fit. Like, I can't. I'm, it was just certain shit that he said on songs that I was just like, you really are not, like, this is giving toxic nigga, like, you want your bitch back. Even though you fucking he does want her, her back. Even though you fucking beat her fucking ass. And you shot her. You shot her and her money makers. Apparently, he was telling her to dance. Like when he shot at her. Like that's what's going viral on these headlines. I can't. Like I he can't. he told her dance and then he shot at her feet. So that's fucked up in itself. But I also want to speak to the fact that you know there was as much as so you know when Meg. We we also spoke about this on a podcast a couple episodes ago of like you know celebrities wishing Meg 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 well and mm-hmm. she gets blah blah blah. When Tori came out with his project, I didn't see too many people calling Tori out. I did. My thing is that like if you were going as heavy to being everybody like hashtag get well soon Meg blah blah blah, y'all should have had that same energy for Tori on the timelines. I know that there were celebrities that spoke out, but I'm like, I'm looking for the ones that was going mad hard for me. They did. Asian Doll spoke out. She made a whole video. I'm talking about all these other ones that was... that Malabum bitch. Like... She spoke out. I'm just like, um... The situation, I feel like too, like... Because with me, like, let me talk for me a second. Like, this situation is just very weird because I feel like... They're actually like still like in love, and that's why that she point. was trying to like protect him by not telling the officers originally that he shot her, that she stepped in glass, and then um on his side like he's making ballots about he loved her and they bonded over losing their mother and the nights that he spent at her house and for the dog jumping up on him. How she went on live wearing a jury and he bought her. Like, it was crazy. So it's like, they're still like in love even though this situation happened. And I get it. It's like a weird situation to happen like while you're in love with someone. Like, it's totally weird and like, you don't know how to feel. Like, this person could have killed you. But yet, you still like have like a connection to them on a deeper level. So it's like, I feel like people who are, like, bystanders, like, they don't know how to feel. They don't know what to really feel. Mm-hmm. Like, right now, like, I don't know how to, like, I don't believe um, Tori, but I also don't believe Megan is being fully transparent. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. Like, I feel like this situation right now is just, it's in a gray area. Yeah, like, the one thing we, we do know is that Tori's actions is undisputedly wrong. The shooting. Yeah, the shooting. But he's saying that he didn't shoot. So it's like... And like that, and, and it's just like, what? I don't know him well enough to consider him a liar. All I know is he has a song called Shooters. Yes, he well, does he have a song called Shooters, Shooters that he took Nicki Minaj off of, but... <laughs> <laughs> huh. But, um, I just... I don't... I just feel like it's a lot of great areas because I think the one thing... And I think this goes back to Meg and, like, her people in her camp and her label. 
they did not want it to come out that they were in a romantic relationship. This is domestic violence. This is very much. But like to the extreme. This is attempted murder. Basically. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and so that's what I'm saying. Like the industry, like the industry is weird and you it know. It is. And child, like, I don't know. That's what I'm saying too. Like for him to like address Kehlani and Jojo. Like, you know how this industry is. Like, if your name is associated to one of their records, people aren't going to listen to it, which is why they took you off. Like, it's not that I deep. I don't know, I saw Tori on the charts now. He's boohooing about how Kehlani, he held Kehlani's baby, and they were friends and all these things. Like, money over friendships. Like, wake up, hoes. This no, is how it's been. But also, too, like, my thing is, like, and it was that type of logic, too, that had me tightly with Tori, because it's like, nigga, you know your, your fan base is women. Period. Like, you, like, all you talk about is fucking bitches, and bitches love you. And so, for you to hurt, endanger, shoot, shoot at a woman, woman, a black woman, who is your, that is your core audience. Like, what do you, what, what do you, did you think? And honestly, to be honest, I don't think he should have said anything. I think he should have, I think we could have did without this Daystar project. No, I think he should have said something. It would this have been is not the way. This, no, this going, project is definitely not the way. This project was not the way. He should have said something, though. He Sat down on 60 an, Minutes. Maybe have an interview. I don't know. An interview. I don't know. What Somebody. Sit down with Oprah. Oprah. What's this, like, Don Lennon? Whoever. Somebody. Somebody else. And, like, you know, answer these questions. Yeah, like, remember when Chris Brown was sitting there with his little bow tie? And he was really fucking apologizing and detailing but, the incident. But, like, like, Tory, like, it this. From just those four songs, you came off like a fucking asshole. He was gloating. You were gloating. You were, but then you also still begging for her back. And I'm like, you know the trauma that she's been through. But I feel like, too, like, what's going on? That's sick to me. Mm-hmm. But he's not really, like, attacking her, which is weird. He's, he's attacking her, her team. team. Which is so weird. But, but he then, wants her back. But then that goes back to my point of what I've always said about Meg. Mm. And the people she's around. Yeah. Yep. You have always said this. Stay with your fucking people that you know got your best interest. And that's another thing, too, how she didn't tell her best friend that she was with Tori. Anytime I never told Jen some shit, it always went left. Damn. Whenever I told Jen, I whenever I thought I was being fucking grown and sneaking off to the... I always had to call my best friend crying. And she like, and what the fuck? Yeah, but you should have told me. Exactly. I should have told you. Now, that Megan. Is a, that, is a, that is a major key. Kelsey is glued to Meg's, Meg's ass. You mean something that your best friend didn't know that he was fucking with Tori? It's a lot there. Like, that There's whole so much to unpack. That's I, what I'm saying. Like, I can't really, the like... The trauma bonding. Uh-huh. The fucking alcohol. The secrecy. Everything mixed into that. Because he referenced alcohol a lot of times. Megan a was lot, a drunk. Megan, a, Megan is a, a drunk. A lot of times. Megan is a drunk. And I was one of those people that before that did that I, I generally believe because I saw a lot of, I see a lot of myself in Megan of like, she likes to have fun. So much. No, Megan is a drunk. But as she had gone through in the last, I want to say two years. It's gotten worse. Parents, it's, this is not a game. Let me tell you, and that's something to be said, too, about these people who they think, oh, like, smoking is fun. I just do it for leisure. Drinking is fun. I just do it for leisure. When something bad happens and that becomes your crutch, 
and you're escaping. Hello, and you use that as a fucking escape me- mechanism. Like that's when it becomes a bad thing. You have to go to fucking AA meetings. This happens. Please. Like it's just. It's Let's just, wrap up Tory Gate. Yeah, like, I'm sorry. Yeah, we should wrap up Tory. I mean, well, Daystar, you are officially on the fucking the chopping us. block. Yeah, you're done. Like, take me to the fucking guillotine right now. Off with your head. Um, it was just terrible. Like the the project, like it just it was just egregious timing. I, it was a great project, like, though. God, like I mean, rest in peace to your mother. Like whatever, but it's just that you just should have read. You knew you were very aware. What's most frustrating about all of this is that you was very aware of what the media was saying and how they perceived you and everything that was going on, and you still chose to move forward to drop this project. And as much as you say it's about you, it's about her. This project is about Meg and you're glorifying her trauma. Mm-hmm. She's trying to move forward. She's trying to heal. She's trying to do everything. And, and it's like, it's not fair. It's not. At all. It's not fair. And you love her so much. Like, If you love her so much, you would give her the fucking space for her to get her mental correct. But I think you also hurt too. So it's like a whole thing. And like, that's great. You're hurt. like, But you like... You know what, like, whatever. I don't care who shot who. Listen, I don't know. Maybe it was another shooter. I don't fucking know. You. Maybe it was another shooter. Daystar, I would have enjoyed hearing from you at the top of 2021. I did not need to hear from you right now. I'm sorry. You didn't come. Like, it's been like, what, four months now? I'm, I'm all set. Yeah. I, I did not need to hear from you right now. And not in that, that way. That this is heavy. Oh my god. It's been four months we've been covering this. This is crazy. <laughs> they start, you're done. I don't like at this point. Bye bye. I don't even want to interview from you because that you're done. is a lot. You're done. Done. Bye. Wrap Period. Up. No more Tory Gate. For now. For now. Um, also checking up on um, you know, a couple weeks ago we mentioned Bobby Schmurda may be released. Apparently, yeah, apparently. I can't prove it, but it is. Oh, my God. (laughs) Apparently, his parole was denied, and he remained behind bars until December of 2021. So, definitely prayers, thoughts, and consideration up to Bobby Schneider. Yeah, it's odd times, like. This is racism. I don't really know how to prove it, but whatever. Shmoney dance. But um, also, we have an update for Nicole Young. You know, we gave her the, the um, big check for Extra. her um, divorce with Dr. Dre. She mm-hmm. was requesting $2 million a month mm-hmm. for um, temporary, temporary spousal support. So apparently, like, she found a company called Record One, which is a recording studio with Dr. Dre and a business partner by the name of Larry Chapman. Mm-hmm. She apparently withdrew $350,000 from the business account. Yeah, and um, it's getting really nasty. The divorce is getting really nasty. What's what made me believe the situation was it wasn't Dr. Dre that came forward and um, basically announced what she's done. Mm-hmm. It was the business partner Larry Chapman. <laughs> so apparently, like her access to the accounts was limited, mm-hmm. and she wasn't supposed to be able to like draw money and stuff like that. And she did it after all this divorce and all this shit transpired. So she's really cutting up. After she was sent, like, a cease and desist. See what happens when bitches get greedy? Get, get you can't do business with um, people that you love, family, friends. You cannot do business with them. It gets very weird. It gets very weird. Like, And we're going to get into some other cases, but it gets very weird. Apparently, after she was sent, like, a, um, 
a document from the lawyer letting her know like what she's doing is wrong. She took out another thirty thousand dollars. So it's like she really doesn't give a fuck at this point. So we'll definitely keep you posted on this divorce. Like it's getting super just messy. I'm not sure two mils. Hello. Hello. But um let's get into Nini. We have an update. You know, last week we spoke about how she's not coming back to Real Housewives of Atlanta. And remember I was telling you how I don't feel like this is like a fucking amicable departure. Mm-hmm. I felt as though she was actually fired because she was difficult to work with. But, you know, they were trying to keep it on the playground. Right. Apparently, we spoke about T- Teddy Mallenkamp, too. Mm-hmm. She was the owner of the house that Pop Smoke died in. And the house was up for sale. We spoke about her a couple weeks ago. Um, she was fired from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Um, her contract will not be renewed. Yeah. She was not so nice as Nini was. She <laughs> made a fucking video and put it on social media. She went fucking crazy. She was like how she was sad. She felt like it's like a breakup and how like she's taken apart from all of her cast members who she grew to like love. All of her experiences that she's gained in the show has been ended because of them firing her. It's a whole thing. Nini tweeted about how Andy, who's like the head person at Bravo. Andy Cohen. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. How he said that he respected Teddy for telling her truth about her exit and says she hopes that she gets as much respect when she tells her truth. Shall I don't know if she wants. Nini's going to tell her truth. Yeah. Probably put um, a confidentiality one. clause in her. Did they get severance when you were for TV? <laughs> 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 Nini is going to tell her truth, but the thing is that she's going to do it in a not-so-nice way, which makes people want to be on the defense and attack mode. But let me tell you something. Teddy said it in a not-so-nice way. Like, she was cutting up. She was cutting up how they wanted her to, like, give, like, a whole, like, oh, we respectively decided to part ways. She was like, no, I'm gonna do what's right for me. (laughs) So, (laughs) she was, you know, but white people rude and black people rude is two different type of rude. Mm -hmm. So, you know. You know how that goes. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, Nini also responded to a tweet saying that they forced her out of Bravo, out of the franchise. So, I'm definitely curious to see, like, what she's going to actually say, for sure. Um, while we're here, while we're here, you know, this week, um, Wendy reported that she doesn't think that Nini's actually fired and how Nini will be back. She's delusional. Um, Wendy, you need <laughs> to, like, just leave the chair for us, checkers. <laughs> like, we're here to take over. It's Don't a big thing. But an you know, old bitch with an old wig. I'm just tired. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired. So on the Wendy Williams show, who's at season twelve, um, she replaced DJ Booth with DJ Sus One. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, Damn, and that was a cute little point, fam. Mm-hmm. And he was going crazy on Instagram. He was basically like, "Should I spill tea or should I spill coffee?" <gasps> He was like, you never get too comfortable. Da, da, da. So, Save it for Nicki Minaj Radio. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready, Booth. So I'm definitely Booth excited to see that. Out. Okay. I'm definitely excited to see that. You know, we've been advocates for the whole don't get too comfortable thing. We've been y'all saying better this. Not. Y'all better catch up, mustard. We've been saying this. Now let's get into our big chat portion of the show. This is where yeah, we talk about people who have been getting a coin or giving a coin to the community. We love. Okay. Okay, so this week a highlight was Yara Shahidi. I love her. She's Seen her on fucking Grownish, but I love her as a person. Yeah, pretty girl. Nice hair. <laughs> she was casted as Tinkerbell in a live action um, Peter Pan 
cute. So it's a big thing. Um, you know, um, what's her name? Chloe Haley. Mm-hmm. She was casted as fucking Little Mermaid. One, one of them. He, I think it was Chloe. <laughs> <laughs> fucking annoying. They both look alike to me. So okay, I just be like, uh, no, they are together. It's going to the same house. Yeah. Okay. So um, it's a big thing, you know. Black go see this. little black girls are making their way to fucking Disney live action. I'm here for it. I'm also here for Apple. You know, I'm an Apple fan. Like all Apple, everything. Apple TV, Apple laptop, Apple phone, Apple watch. Let's really talk about it. Catch up, mustard. <laughs> That's a big thing, you know. So Apple launched a new courier service similar to that of DHL, UPS. All of the greats that aren't so great. They basically, if like if you lose your charger, you want something, you can have it delivered through Apple. You can buy it and within like two hours, it'll be at your door through Apple. These niggas is working so harder than Amazon. It's a big thing, you know. What? Definitely big for all the Apple fans out there. And if you ever are in a pickle and you lose your charger, you can order one, you know. You wanna this is us? cute. Very cute. You want to tell us what's going on? I like this. This is like in store. I'm looking. I'm looking it up right now. In store pickup curbside. Okay, oh. the girls love this. Shout out to Apple. Look at, look at you know, quarantine is here. a big thing right now, so I feel like they're just rising to the occasion. Really dumb. hundred percent. Yes. Um. So Marvin Gaye. Tell us what's going, going on. on. What's going on? What's going Real on? Real classics. You had to be there. Yeah. Well, not really, because it's still happening now. <laughs> like he's been doing this, okay, since doing this. Um, and uh, what's going on? His album um officially replaced the Beatles as the greatest album of all time, and um, this comes from the Rolling Stone, which recently updated its list of five of the five hundred greatest album um of all time, mm-hmm. and Marvin Gaye who now has the honor of having the greatest album of all time. That's a big deal. Okay, we already know, like, you know, if you know anything about music and the industry, the Beatles, beating the Beatles is, like, top tier. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like, Drake raps about it, like, you know, MJ, like, it's it's just a, a it's real a big, a big thing. thing. And um, I think that just kind of... Speaks to um, what's going on was released in 1971, and you know if and um, if you all know the song, like the title song, it just spoke to a lot of like social justice issues, and I mean I think it's well fitting, especially right? in 2020 of like what's going on, social justice, Black Lives Matter, mm-hmm. and to the forefront, and so yeah, that is just really great. Shout out, shout out to, to Marvin. Um, I'm giving my big check to YK Osiris. He signed. I've heard a couple songs by him. He's Latino. Yeah, I could see that. Okay. He um he's known for like the hit song Ride. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> he signed a massive. Why would you scream that at me? I feel like that's how he sings from the song. <laughs> Like, it's so, like, <laughs> abrasive. <laughs> like, it's crazy. You scared the little shit out of me. <laughs> <laughs> he signed a massive $6 million endorsement deal, so I'm excited to see what's Congrats to come with that. Him. Definitely claps for him. Um, also, Future Future has been doing things on the back end, and I really appreciate that for him. Yeah, because, you know. He's a slut from. monkey from the, the <laughs> South. <laughs> slut monkey? <laughs> <laughs> you, he's a true bitch. He is. 
Put it in the pink book. Okay, please. Um, Future started a wellness on wheels initiative to aid senior citizens who were impacted by COVID-19. I love that. So I definitely love that for him. Um, also, I'm giving one to G Herbo. He bought his elementary school and it's open for a space. It's an open space for community development within the shy. So it's a big I thing. I love that as for well. For G Herbo. I, feel like I really love a lot of stuff that G Herbo has been doing mm-hmm. in his community. Um, On the back end, right? Yeah, especially like with the, you know, his, his last album speaks a lot about PTSD and like... Yes, we spoke about that. Yeah, everything about mental health and giving back to the community. So I'm, I'm really loving a lot the of the action. Yep, the action. It's crazy. Like, getting with a better bitch will really have you doing better things in life. <laughs> Let that sink in. Um, now, I definitely want to give one, another one to Rihanna. Rihanna launched... Rihanna gonna give us everything but a fucking album. Let's be clear. Let's be crystal. She introduces um, Savage Fenty, but for men. And you knew this was coming. Yeah. Um, I yes, definitely... She wanna give us everything but fucking music. I want a pair of Savage Fenty. Okay. okay so just want a Savage Fenty products. Is fucking expensive. I just want they, one piece. And they be sold out. So, babes, get your timer for, for when they drop. Set your alarm. Should I just go to the Versace store and get some drawers? So, nice. with this, like, it was weird for me because she has um Christian Combs as the um, model for the Savage Fenty. Weird. You know he does the modeling thing. He's been in Paris. To see Penny. that little boy in drawers is just... It makes my stomach turn, like... Okay, well, he's fine, so I'm... Oh, my God. I'm just too old for him. I'm so. calling the cops. <laughs> <laughs> That's <what> <laughs> It's disgusting. I feel like... <laughs> He like we grew up with Christian, so it's just like, and he's like what, twenty, twenty one. I don't know. It was just. It I mean, you know, if, if I was two years younger, <laughs> it was just very. I would try to get plugged in again. Uh, like, and I'm just tired of seeing him inserted in places that I don't see him. He looks good though. Like he looks the good. It was just disgusted, you know. Like, oh my god! Like, I'm surprised she didn't have ASAP. ASAP wasn't. A model. Yeah, ASAP would have been more fitting. Like, I'm surprised she didn't. Did you see their little GQ thing when they asked each other questions? Yeah, I feel like she low key has been fucking him for years, but nobody wants yeah. to speak about it. You know, when she's tied up for billionaire, she goes to ASAP. I feel like she broke up with that billionaire, but you don't want to admit it. She does break up with the billionaire, but she always back with him. That's what, that's what you need to do when you are Rihanna. You probably <laughs> <laughs> When you are Rihanna. When, you you probably do. right. You probably right. Um, like, hello. It really has turned my stomach to see Christian in those Fenty drawers. Like, okay, well, let me... Well, I, I want a product review once you receive your Savage you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna fit it out because, because okay, he, one he thing for sure, two things for certain, started. I got the body, okay? okay? More than Christian. Please. And I stamped on. Okay, put a date on it. Okay. But yeah, I love Savage Fenty products. Like I said, Rihanna's never gonna give us another album, so this is all we can get from her. So, great. Lovely. It's coming soon. You know, we reported she's been working with Duga and Chris Brown, so yeah, we'll be that. getting something shortly. Um, do you wanna do the yes. next one? Um, so former New York City mayor Michael Bloomberg one of my has, faves. has helped mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> one of my faves too until I realized he really did. Anyways. Until you woke up. <laughs> um, has helped pay the outstanding fines and fees of thirty two thousand convicted felons in Florida so they could regain their right to vote ahead of the November election. That's a big check. This is a very big check. 
Because y'all know Florida be fucking it up for the rest of the country. They really do. Like that. Time and time again. I feel like depending on how they vote is who becomes really oh, president. Oh, jeez, Louise. Like, I'm just so tired, Florida. Like, I don't do anything correctly. Like, I don't follow anything. Like, even with the whole COVID, y'all niggas out in Miami, wilding, like... With the alligators. Hmm, doing so much. Strange but this fruit. is a, it's a, this is a really big check. You know, so many um, black and brown folks are disenfranchised because due to the criminal justice system mm-hmm. and, you know... Becoming a felon, you lose your right to vote. Just a whole bunch states. of reasons, like yeah, a bunch of a bunch of reasons. And so there's so much against this, us. And you know, it's really really sad too that our fucking society is really rooted in capitalism and money. Just the fact that these people probably don't have the money to like clear up their funds, and so that's why they cannot vote. vote. And so a wealthy fucking millionaire, mm-hmm. got a former mayor is able to do that and so that's really a big check a real big check and i hope that you know they also do a i think i think it's surface level to just like clear up the fines but also like ensure that they are registered to vote and like also educated educate them and push them to vote um specifically so yeah Definitely a big check to them. Um, I'm giving my last one. Might maybe a surprise for a lot of you all, but I'm giving a check to Trump. <laughs> a Trump check. I thought I'd never see the day. Um, a Donald Trump check. Period. Pool. Say what you want, but Trump is now releasing the Platinum Plan for Black Americans. Um, the plan aims to invest 500 billion in black communities, and also plans to create 500,000 new black-owned businesses. Um, the plan also aims for Congress to make Juneteenth, Juneteenth, which is my best friend Elsa's birthday, Aww. a federal holiday. So I'm definitely excited for that. And, you know, hopefully everything goes well. Trump hopefully get that check. Trump got a check. Trump always going to have a check. And not just that. Like, oh, say what Trump you want. Like in the blacks. So. I don't feel like he hate the black though. The blacks though. I feel like <sighs> Whatever, I'm just gonna leave that there. Yeah, we could go deep. <laughs> but um now let's get into our checklist portion of the show. Yeah. This is where we talk about everything new and current and flourishing within our culture. And this week the 2020 Billboard nominees were released. We have for the top new artists. <laughs> The Baby, Billie Eilish, Lil Nas X, Lizzo, Roddy Rich, for the top... All rap- I know is that Roddy better get a fucking award. Just one, right? At least one. Okay. For the top rap female artists, we have Cardi B, City Girls, and Megan Thee Stallion. Ooh, this is ooh. I think Megan is going to get it. I think Megan's going to get it, too. It's based off of... the. The dates between March of 2019 to March of 2020. Oh, yeah. Cardi hasn't put on no music. Yeah. So, I definitely think Megan is going to get it. Yeah. Um, For the City Girls, I know that um, JT was in jail with her braces. So, I know they're not going to get it. Yeah, no. For the top rap artists, there's The Baby, Juice World, Little Nods X, Post Malone, and Roddy Rich. Roddy gotta get that. I'm sorry. For the top rap artist, I do want to say... He had the box spin for how many weeks It was spinning, and it's still spinning. And it's still there, within the top ten. Yeah, so I definitely think either between Roddy Rich and The the Baby. Um, For the top R&B artist, it's between Chris Brown, 
Khaled, Summer that. Walker, Lizzo, and The Weeknd. Mm. I would definitely give mine to Summer Walker. It's probably Summer. I feel like that over an album. Love the weekend, to be honest. But I wouldn't consider him R&B anymore. I feel like he's more school pop. What did you think? Yeah. Yeah, I would say Summer Walker just based off. I mean, his last project was definitely more pop. It was a more polished R and B sound. But pop is polished R and B. Wouldn't you say so? Yeah. So I definitely want to give that to Summer Walker. But you know the politics of the Billboard, it can go other way. For the top R and B female, we need to find out who is on Atlantic because that is who's going to win these awards. Who's going to pay the coin to win the (laughs) awards? Payola is a real thing. Hello. Um, for the top R and B female artists, there's Beyonce, there's Lizzo, and there's Summer oh, Walker. Oh come on, come on, come on! Beyonce, you know Beyonce gonna get that. But between March of 2019 and March of 2020, I don't really know if Beyonce when released did, anything. When did the black? When did the that came out during the came? summer of 2020? Oh, okay. Oh no, there was a precursor. The actual album was last year. See. So maybe. But maybe was that album smart. really R and B? Or they gonna do fucking her the what's the other project that she did that had all the songs from Homecoming? That's really fucked up if they do that. You know B gonna get that, child. For the top female artists, there's Billie Eilish, Ariana Grande, Halsey, Lizzo, and Taylor Swift. That's my girl Halsey. I don't know any songs from her. She's from Paramore. That was back when I was in middle school in my white bag. Oh, those are the bitches that said, "Wake me up inside." <laughs> <laughs> you are so annoying. <laughs> like, be serious for two seconds. Like, what is wrong with you? And for the top male artists, there's the baby, Khaled, Lonos X, Post Malone, Ooh. and Ed Sheeran. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. like this category at all. The top male artists. What? what? Post Malone is probably going to get that. Honestly, I just want to say, like, I do appreciate the blackness that are in these categories. But that's who else, who else on the fucking billboard? With the baby and Little Nas X, and they are just constantly in every category. So I definitely love that for them. Hold on, that Roddy better get a fucking... And Roddy. He better get an award. If he doesn't, then that's gonna let me know that y'all fucking billboard agenda is fucking bullshit. Yeah. Period. I also want Roddy to clear his skin out because it's very acne prone. Oh my god! <laughs> I love him. He's so cute. He's like a dumpling, but I think I he's going through puberty. But anyway, let's get into the hundred most influential people. Do you want to leave that? Yeah. So the hundred, um, the Time magazine, um, released their latest um issue, and it lists the hundred most influential people. And so they have it broken down, which is very interesting. I've, I've never really um, paid much attention to this. Time Magazine? Yeah. Time Magazine is everything. There's only three female rap artists that have covered the, um, the magazine. Oh, Lauren Hill, mm-hmm. My Queen, Nicki Minaj, and now Megan Thee Stallion. So I definitely love what that looks like for them. So they definitely, um, so they have it broken down into different categories. And so I'm going to take out the, the, the standouts from each category. So for, they have Pioneers, and of course they have Megan Thee Stallion. They have the basketball player, um, Giannis. Um, I can't pronounce his last name, but I know him. Um, and they also have Maya Moore, the WNBA basketball player. Mm. And so under artists, they have The Weeknd, they have Hazley, 
I'm gonna have Dapper Dan. Yes, Dapper. Dapper has been doing this since doing this. Uh, hello, and I'm so glad he is getting his flat work. A young nigga from Harlem. Hello. Wake up, hoes. They have Jennifer Hudson and Michael B. Jordan. Mm. Um, under leader, they have Anthony Fauci. And that, mm. you know, if you guys don't know him, he is the one that's been telling us about motherfucking COVID since 2019. Yeah, when I was scared. Um, they also have under this, they have under leaders, they have um, Kamala Harris, mm-hmm. um, Joe Biden. Mm. Unfortunately, they have also Donald Trump listed here. Donny boy. <laughs> <laughs> um, under Titans, they have Gabrielle Union, Tyler Perry, Dwayne Wade, and that's about it. Yep. Mm. And then under Icons, and this is what really got me hyped. Who's Icons? They have Angela Davis. Okay. They have Naomi Osaka. Okay. And they have the Black Lives Matter founders, mm. Alicia Garza, Patrice Coolers, and Opa Tometi. And that is dope. That is Time that Magazine. That is fucking dope. Time is capturing a time. Jill. They also, honorable mention, they also have Billy Porter. But Billy Porter, you on my shit list. These days. But yeah, um, I love the representation of, I mean, in each of these categories, it just shows that, like, black people, we are culture, period. Right. We influence people, period. Like, that's just... Especially during these times. I feel like that's really big for time to really capture the essence of what's occurring during these times. Yeah, absolutely. So, for sure. Um, you know, we mentioned the baby is nominated through and through the Billboard Awards. Um, that's the up. The low is he's getting sued. <laughs> he's getting sued for an altercation with an employee at the Marriott in Beverly Hills. Um, mm-hmm. when, he, when he spent the year knocking out everybody because he was loving his raps. Yeah, um, he <laughs> shoved that man in the chair, and now the man is saying that he has like back spasms, and it's a big As thing. Should. Yeah, that's that serves you right. So, for those of you who don't know, the baby was at the Marriott in Beverly Hills. Um, this hotel worker was on the clock, and he asked the baby for a picture. The baby mm-hmm. declined because security and privacy. And he just didn't want anyone to know where he was staying mm-hmm. in the Beverly Hills. The hotel worker, whose name is Christ of Her, I guess it's supposed to be like Christopher. Christ of Her is how his name is Please. spelled. Okay. So I don't know, but he went against the baby's wishes and took the picture. The baby saw the flash, I guess, yeah, or something. He was with his child. His daughter, yes. He was with his daughter. The baby. Got physical and shoved. Got physical. Shoved <laughs> this man. Shoved this man in a chair. When I tell you, he gave him the force the of business. God. <laughs> he gave him the fucking business. It was really serious. Um, it's caught on footage, unfortunately for the baby. So this will be played in the court. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they'll they'll settle out. You know. The baby better be getting that coin from them albums, shall. Shit. And them features, shall. Okay? Because Christopher needs a check. And Christopher is going to get it. Okay. Um, also this week, you know, as last week we mentioned the Paris Hilton documentary. Mm-hmm. I actually got to watch it. I have not watched it, so I'm very excited. When to I tell you, 
It's it, on it's on YouTube, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, okay. So uh, let me just preface this with definitely rich people problems. That's hot, That's hot too. But definitely rich people problems, but I feel like it just really it goes to like I'm gonna make this a checkpoint one day, like <laughs> no, I actually did. When we made the checkpoint um building yourself up from an imperfect foundation. Yes, yes, yes. This correlates with that. Because basically, she mentioned, like, when she was young, like, in her teens, early teens, she was, like, a troubled youth. <laughs> troubled. That's what the whites say. Right. Like, when but you want to... call juveniles. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, basically, she um, tells us how, as a youth, she was sent away because she was troubled mm-hmm. to this place called Provo. She actually went to a couple different boarding schools. Yo, white people be doing some weird shit. Mm-hmm. So, like, That's this... Like shooting shit up. Yeah. This Provo place, as she recounts, is similar to that of a jail. So, it's like a jail slash school. Mm-hmm. So, she documents how she was put on fucking um, solitary confinement. How, um... The no, guard, not my girl Paris. The yeah. guards and stuff like molested some of the um, the youth, and how they weren't allowed to tell their parents because you know, like they sent them there, so it was like they would believe whatever the higher ups would say. Yeah. from the place Provo. Um, she actually rounded up a bunch of people who went to Provo while she was there, huh? and they're all talking about like how like they're mentally fucked up for life. She talks about, like, how she has, like, dreams every single night of her just being, like... Dr- so, like, let me tell you how all this happened. So, it's not like she, they sat her down and they said, Hey, Paris, like, we're going to send you away to boarding school because you're not acting right. The way how it happens is, like, you're in bed sleeping thinking everything is good and great. Two men come in your room and drag you out. And you're screaming and hollering. You don't know who you are. And she says she just remembers her mom and her dad just crying. And they Why just had, would they do that? Because she was a troubled youth. Oh, child. In quotes. So, like, it's just crazy to even think about because, like, even, like, when we watch, like, these shows, mm-hmm. like, even, like, in the black community, like, we get our ass whooped. <laughs> On these shows, like, we hear, like, you're going to go to boarding school, blah, 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 but, like, we don't really know, like, what boarding school is. Mm-hmm. Honey, it's nothing nice. Till this day. Like, she's <laughs> in her nice. fucking 30s, and she's having nightmares. She can't even sleep at night because she's afraid to go to sleep. Like, she's taking a whole bunch of supplements, like fucking melatonin pills and shit. Oh, child. And still can't sleep. So, she basically talks about, too, like, how, like, once she um became of age and she was no longer, like, under their wing, mm-hmm. like, she started rebelling. And she started, like, looking for love because she, she felt as though, like, her parents betrayed her. So, she mentioned, like, how she met this man who released her sex tape. And she thought that was, like, love. And he was actually a sick-ass bitch. So, it's just, like, crazy, like, how... The checkpoint. Like, that imperfect foundation. Like, how that can follow you till this day. Yeah. And we wonder why, like, you know, if anybody remembers... um, Paris in, you know, the early two two thousands, like her getting into a lot of shit of like all the time. She had stalkers, she had D DUIs, all like the time. all type of shit. And I guess like not having this new information 
as consumers, we're like, look at this rich white white girl just cutting up, wreaking havoc, right? Cutting up and doing whatever the fuck she knows, but the whole time, you know, fucking she trauma. Was- going through trauma and like it's crazy because like she even like she went through a whole bunch of shit like cocaine all type of shit all like, types of shit craziness she like even mentioned to her mom like did you know that I was getting like abused and like I had to fucking spend days on solitary confinement and the mom was like no and the mom like broke down and like tears cause she like they sent her there yeah and like prior to them sending her to Provo they sent her to like a bunch of other institutions and she ran away. So it's just crazy. Like, I just feel like parenting, like, that's, like, such a tricky topic to even talk about. One day we're going we're gonna to do a deep and dive into be, parenting. And let's be really clear, though. Um, Paris had the first sex date, but then Kim came after. So yeah. <laughs> she laid out the blueprint. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, now. Kim, Kim will tell you. Paris mm-hmm. basically gave her her career and everything that followed on the fucking platter but oh, yeah. oh my goodness i'm really gonna watch this it's it's really interesting and like i feel like her ongoing battle has just been like people trying to control her yeah so it's like and that makes sense it also like think about it like you're coming from like a wealthy ass family owned hilton hotel mm-hmm. and other businesses and like ugh. like i i just think about families like that like super wealthy families like that and mm-hmm. Especially if they have like a mother, like a mother and father, like together. Right. You know the father controls every, like everything is, is rooted in control. Right. Like he controls the family. He controls actions, actions the of the money, kids and how they want everything. So it's yeah. very interesting. Like, and I'm gonna use that to transition the control into the Mariah Carey interview with Oprah. Mm-hmm. So Mariah released a book recently, or it's coming out soon, called "This Is Mariah." She had a sit down with Oprah, and I, I feel like stop sitting down with her. Yeah, please. When I tell you, Oprah's wig was so heavy in that sit down. Like she tried to like flick her hair, and the wig was not moving. It said no, it bitch. Like <laughs> <laughs> it was terrible. It was like a wig on top of a wig. I wish y'all would stop sitting down with Oprah because guess what? When shit hits the fan, Oprah is gonna do the fucking expose on you. Mm-hmm. 100%. But she did it she on Mariah. She's not community. She's not. Whatever. But um, it was very interesting, like, gaining that different perspective of, of Mariah. Mm-hmm. She detailed, like, I'm sure you guys have seen this, like, in the blogs and stuff about... Um, huh? About her being bipolar? No, not that part. But oh. how her sister, like, drugged her, gave her Valium when she was fucking 12, offered her cocaine, um, offered to sell her off to a pimp. She also spoke about her mother. Oh, goddamn Mariah. Huh? Goddamn Mariah. Yeah, it was a lot. She spoke about like her mother and the troubled relationship she had with her, with her mother. But we're going to get into that. But the control part of it was how what, she was 18. She married the fucking head executive of Sony. Yeah. Who was in his 40s. Disgusting. And he basically had her as a prisoner in this house that he built like upstate. Mm-hmm. A fucking castle. She could not go anywhere. She couldn't talk to anyone on the phone nothing for like a whole year and what was interesting was like she basically married him because he she saw how passionate he was about her mm-hmm. and her career so it was kind of like selfish it's like you don't really love him you loved how he loved you right which is weird but well Mariah's also a narcissist she so. is she's an Aries like me so 
<laughs> Y'all are strange. But it was very interesting. She spoke about, like, cause even, like, growing up, and, like, I would hear, like, oh, Mariah Carey's black. But, like, looking at her, like, I... Like, she did, she did mad song with, with niggas. What? I yeah, that, that part. But it's, like, when you look at her, like, I just feel like... The hood love Mariah. They do. But I feel like looking at her, like, you don't see black. Like, because she's so, like, passable. Like, her hair texture, her okay. skin color. Like, I don't feel like she really has, like, black features. Yeah, but isn't her dad black? Her dad is black. Yeah. So, it's interesting, like, how she detailed, like, growing up. She had a whole bunch of issues with being, like, interracial. From, like, her first encounter with, like, her white friend meeting her black dad. The friend, like, cried tears and, like, was hysterical. And the Don't mom... cry at my house. <laughs> <laughs> Don't cry at my house with my dad. Terrible. Just seeing your dad made her cry. So she was, like, how, like, traumatized she was with that. Um, she detailed how, like, even, like, within her family, like, her older um, sister and brother... They felt as though, like, she had it easier because she was more passable. Mm-hmm. And then she lived with her white mom. So it just made, like, she had, like, a Caucasian experience. I mean, look at Mariah. Mariah does not give black a woman. Huh? I said Mariah doesn't give off black women. She doesn't. At which is why I always all. thought, like, she wasn't really, like, I feel like it was just something that people said to, like, you know. Nah, but the hood lover, though. She's really black. But um, she detailed that experience and how, like, traumatic it was like growing up and like she didn't really know like how to identify and wasn't much people who were interracial who were from interracial relations Mm -hmm. so it was very interesting um the part that really like got me was like her relationship with her mother and like how she seek like counseling so she doesn't really call her mom anymore like she calls her like pat Mm -hmm. and like she calls her brother and her sister like my ex-brother ex-sisters like to take away the titles from them wow very interesting, but I found that very interesting because she was just like her mother, kind of just viewed her as an ATM with a wig on. Child. And I just felt like, like right now, like I'm definitely not rich, but it's like I know what that looks like when the people who you love and hold close, when they start looking at you as like based off of bank. what you have. Yeah, when they start looking at you as bank, like mm-hmm. you know, I'm Jamaican. And um, most of my family is still in Jamaica. Like, in New York, like, I only have, like, my mom and, like, a few cousins. Yeah. So, like, when I go to Jamaica, like, my experience it's time is, to pay up and is always a negative experience. Like, people, and it's like, I have so much family down there. Mm-hmm. Like, as soon as I touch down and I'm, like, you know, like, trying to have a good time, like, I meet people who are my family, in quotes. Yeah. And based off the intro, it's, oh, like... I want money. Mm-hmm. You know, so, like, I, without having a lot of money, like, I understand, like, how that feels. Yes. Like, it, and it's not a good feeling. So, to get that feeling from your mother, like, I feel like it makes sense why Mariah is how she is and, like, why she moves the way she moves. You know, and I feel like a lot of people, too, like, when you talk about, like, oh, your family and how, like, you don't really fuck with certain people in your family, like, it being your mother, your father, wh- whoever... Like, people look at you a certain way, like, how could you not, yeah, without because, even knowing? Mm-hmm, because we have this whole thing of, like, oh, but your mother is your mother. And she brought you into this world. And- right, but, yeah, she brought me into this world doesn't mean that she has to traumatize me. And and, and it doesn't mean that I need to, that I have to tolerate that, that trauma relationship. And 
it's not feeding me, it's not healthy, it's not anything. Like, I'm right. an adult now. Like, of course, like, when we are young, we have no choice because we are with our parents. And they're so your we, superheroes, and it's all you know right. to be good and true and pure. Right. And then you grow up, and you realize, like, they're flawed. Yeah. Just like everyone else, like, the experience that they gave to you as a child was far from the best. Mm-hmm. You know? So it's like, when you start thinking about that, and, like, even things that are done, like, as an adult, it's like... What happens to being, like, a mother? You know, like, Mariah, she detailed, like, a point in her life when, like, she was really just over everything. Like, celebrity. Like, it was around the time when she released, like, the Glitter album. Mm -hmm. And she had brought her mother a house. And basically, like, she went to, like, stay at the house that she brought her mother. And the mother, like, basically, like, was having, like, a power struggle with Mariah. And remember, too, like, the the mother was, like, an opera singer. So, like, she's definitely, like, somewhat jealous of the yeah. success that Mariah has, which in itself is just, like, a lot to digest, like, to be jealous of your child. Mm-hmm. You know? So, she mentions how, like, there was a power struggle and, like, how she wanted to be, like, the mom and the dominant person, but I was the one with the money. And how, like, the mom called the cops on her. The cops came and arrested Mariah. So, it's just, like, a lot of things surrounding family and like those relationships and like power and like control very interesting conversation i think i think about and this is kind of this will kind of set where you can take over from here though but um Mm -hmm. i think about when you think about those family dynamics when kobe passed Mm. his family died dynamics like they were once in the news of like selling his things yes and just recently vanessa went on Instagram and like she posted up some of the collectibles that he had to buy back because his parents, Kobe's parents, sister, mother, everybody sold his things for money. Mm -hmm. Right. And so it's just like these dynamics of family success, status, money and money. Like money is really the The root root of all. And you, but you, but you know, what's crazy. I believe that, I also have this quote of, like, money doesn't change you. It just enhances whatever is around you, right? So it's mm-hmm. like, at the root, those relationships were already flawed. Definitely. Adding that substantial amount of money and now fame and status just heightens that. Because now they feel entitled to you. Entitled. And Enti- That is and, the key word right there. Just, entitled. And, 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 like, when we think back, whether it's Kobe or... Going back to Mariah, Mariah and see how she act out and how she has this diva um, image to her. And, like, you know, maybe, you know, around the industry, she's been known to be hard to work with or whatever. I'm pretty sure a lot of that is rooted in the childhood her, trauma. Yeah, childhood trauma and also maybe her powerlessness feeling in her relationship with her mother. And her whole family. Because she's the youngest. So, so, I think you're definitely onto something there. Something, something to be said there. Speaking of Kobe, great transition. Mm-hmm. Um, this week, Vanessa Bryant, she had to go back and forth with her mother, Sophia Lane. Sure. Sophia had a sit-down with um, this Latin television network, Univision. Mm-hmm. And she basically gave big drama, like, basically emptied her house. The house that Kobe and Vanessa bought for her. Put up all the furniture. <laughs> Made it look like the house was empty to have this interview. And she basically spoke about how she was kicked out of the home after um, Kobe passed away with Gianna. How she was taken off the security list and told that she may only contact the family through FaceTime. When she tried to FaceTime the family, no one picked up. 
So it was a whole thing of, oh, like, Vanessa treating her mother badly after the passing of Kobe, da 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 Like, bitch, we ain't never hear from you when Kobe was alive. Period. This is why. They were taking care of her for the past 20 years. I know. I know they were. Taking care of... And she was receiving alimony. So she's good, right? But what I've found to be fucked up, which ties into the whole Mariah thing, is this lady's just your daughter. The little girl lost, that she brought into the world. Lost her fucking husband and her child. And her child that she brought into this world. this is what world. you're doing right now. On Univision. Right? So, Vanessa released a statement basically denying all accusations. She mentioned how she had supported Sophia for 20 plus years. Uh, my mom had the audacity. I would lose my religion for sure. She, you, you know how we talk about... Um, in um, PPP Valley when mm-hmm. you say you and need her mom. mother. This is the time. Because why are you doing this? Why are you playing people emotionally? Now. Like people are really trying to heal and like it's breathe so and go through shit. Kobe just died in what, January? February? Yes. Like it's still it very fresh. Very fresh. Like I'm sure like they just be breaking down like just off nothing. Just thinking about it. Like I'm, I would. Bitch, and you sitting there and you doing an interview mm-hmm. to the guillotine. So apparently, um, Vanessa mentioned that Sophia was not emotionally or physically supportive to her or the daughters Neither after the tragi- tragic events. Yeah. So it's just really fucked up through and through. And I know the story is definitely developing because, like, the interview aired this weekend. Yeah, Vanessa, Vanessa, I'm going to read some more of Vanessa's statement. She goes, she, she told about her mom, mm-hmm. has removed all her diamond jewelry, emptied her apartment that I provide, and put the furniture and storage to appear as though she is without support. Mm-hmm. My husband and I have financially supported her over 20 the past years. 20 years, and I continue to do so. In addition to her monthly alimony. Like, come Contrary on. to previous reports, she has not been physically present or emotionally supportive for my daughters and me after my husband and daughter passed away. Going forward, I see what is most important to my mom and it is beyond hurtful. I hope this public airing of our personal relations will stop here. And you, this is really sad. It's disgusting. Because Kobe went through something similar. When Kobe married um, Vanessa. Vanessa, his family was not aligned to that at all. It's all money. And, you know, part of it was money, part of it was race as well, because she was Latina, whatever, right. blah, blah, blah. But it's like, now your son is not here. Now what? You don't have a strong relationship with your grandchildren. Terrible. And it's all root over money. And Kobe family, like, just, like he like he got, he, he, he wrote about this in books and in, in interviews he spoke. And he, and he never spoke badly about, about his family at right. all. But he spoke about, like, if I'm giving this to you, like, why do you feel that you don't need to work or provide for yourself? Right. Like, yes, I'm this big basketball player, blah, 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 like, X, Y, Z. That's great. I'm always going to do for my family, but you should also do for yourself. Hello. Hello. And that's what I, I could never, I could never understand. Like, I think, I think about even, like, with my family, like, living at home with my parents. Right. You know, I try to do as much as I can, like, whatever, blah, 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 like, I pay bills, etc. But to a certain extent, like, you know, even if I have extra money or whatever, I'm like, oh, mom, like, you good, like, you, you, you need this, you need this, blah, blah, blah. And my mom be like, no, like, that's for you. Like, I think they like, 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 you do for the house, like, you do, but I'm not going to take all your, like, like, you are making your own money. Hello. And you should be able to enjoy that. But it's just greed. 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 It's and that's terrible. Like, it's, it's so terrible. Dis- it's so disgusting. It's like I feel sad. like it's really disgusting. Like when you really think about it, like 
Because all said and done, when you die, you cannot take money with you. You cannot. All people have is the fucking memories of you. And the fact right? they've been taking care of um fucking this bitch for twenty plus years. Twenty years, and bitch, you choose now. And she's getting alimony. So you're good. Like, bitch, you choose now of all times right now to speak out and to be doing this shit while you're doing this Less than a year. Reason. She's still raising kids? Less than what a year. What is It's not that much money in the world. What, what can you do with money? But fucking spend it while you're here. That's it. But disgusting. when you're dead and gone, when you're in your old age and you need a fucking kidney transplant or whatever the fuck it is, you can't call on your family members because why? You have money. terrible relationships. Rooted in money and greed. It's disgusting. And I feel like this is a this is a thing for a lot of people who are from like Caribbean descent. Mm-hmm. Because like I mentioned, like whenever I go to fucking Jamaica, like that experience it's that out. I gave you guys, I'm sure like Dominicans have that experience. Oh, Puerto Ricans, Cuban, Haitians, even, even being a from the bunch south, of people. Even my family in the south, when we go down south, they swear because we in New York, we got all this money, blah blah blah, and they just have hand out. Like, everybody, really? like, offer, they, oh, hey, like, yes, you're back down here. All right, well, let me get some money. Like That's literally, literally how it goes. Like, literally how it goes. Like, literally how it goes. And I'm, like, I don't give a fuck. Like, my personality is, I don't give, I don't. My dad be straight, no. I'm friends with no. So, hello, no. <laughs> like, I could give you a no. Like, and then people be like, oh, like, you don't feel, no, I no. don't feel bad. Like, what am I feeling bad for? Like. Come on. Child. Terrible. Um, let's talk about... Let's just transition over into lighter stuff. Yay. So, you know Tinkeray from Humans of New York. Mm-hmm. She was, like, a stripper from back in the day. Her <laughs> real name is Stephanie. She, like, you went... You call her Stephanie? Viral. I call her This Stephanie. girl, she has been doing this since doing this. Like, she's in her, like, 70s, probably even 80s. And when she went on Humans of New York... It went up. Big thing. So, apparently, like, she's having, like, some health issues right now. Mm-hmm. And they found, like, a GoFundMe account for her. Yeah. So, it's a whole thing of, um, a whole series, I should say. It's, like, 20-plus posts, probably even 30 posts, of, um, just, like, her life. And, like, she has lived a very extravagant life, let me say. Ciao. And Ciao. it's, like, I really want to see a movie from her. Based off of her life, I should say, not from her. But she details about like how she came from Albany, like she lived upstate, mm-hmm. and then she came to New York just like escape the confines of her mother again, and how like she had like work in like a um a clothing store and all these things. Like basically, like she trans- transitioned over into like the go go scene. Mm-hmm. And she started mixing with the movies and the shakers. She talked about the Italians, how they used to dress so nice. They get money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they used to love black bitches. And they used to like put black bitches on like the side job. Period. <laughs> she met a booster who used to boost fucking furs. And she <laughs> It's a big thing. She used to like sell the furs and like how she met in contact. And let me tell you, when you see like she looked the fuck good. She's been Wait, doing that. Right. Mm-hmm. Lip better ahead. than Oprah's. So, Way better than Oprah's. It's a big thing. She was saying like how um she got in contact with this lady named Madame Blanche, mm-hmm. and how Blanche was really like a head head honcho, a head honcho of the whores. So like Blanche dealt with like the top escorts in New York back in the day, and she mentioned how like they had a special assignment for like a black girl. Mm-hmm. 
And the assignment was to meet with one of the founders of Bloomingdale's department store that's mm-hmm. still going since going. And how all she had to do was dress up in like a maid uniform, come into the suite of the hotel and like clean up. And she came in and it was $300. That was like the fee. Mm-hmm. And $300 back in the day, it was like $3,000. Ciao. Hello. So she mentioned how like she came in and like she had to just clean up and like, he was just demanding things from her and, like, how it was supposed to transition over into him taking off his scarf, his tie, and, like, spanking her with the scarf. And, like, she was supposed to, he was supposed to call her, like, a nigga for $300. So... Hold on now. Yeah. So everything was <laughs> told to her prior... You gotta call her Tanqueray. Tanqueray, I'm sorry. <laughs> Tanqueray. Everything was told to Tanqueray prior to, but she mentioned that instead of him taking off his tie, he took off his belt. So she grabbed three hundred dollars and ran out of the air. <laughs> so it's just like really funny. Um, I and definitely, now she's a millionaire. Is she? Yes. They started a GoFundMe for her. And made a million dollars already. Yes. She yeah. is a millionaire. That, it's to help her. Um, her, she's having like health issues. Yes. So you guys should definitely go check that out. It's on Humans of NY, the Instagram account. Yeah, they call it the Tinkeray Trust. Tanqueray is that girl. She mentioned how she was even like partying with the Temptations and period. It's like, a lot I of tea in there. A lot of old tea. Age tea. Like, yes. So definitely gonna check that out. Um, let's transition into. Mm. You know how you you like to say read the room. Oh shit. <laughs> read the room is definitely the tone of this next piece of the checklist right oh, here. Shit. So Tyson Lawson. He is a former NBA player. Mm-hmm. He now plays for the Chinese Basketball Association, right? Okay. He basically was on Instagram, and I guess he was at, like, a Chinese strip club. And he mentioned Chinese know. bitches got the cakes on the low, right? <laughs> so he currently plays for the Fujian Sturgeons, which is a Chinese basketball team. Mm-hmm. He's a Scorpio man. I'm just so disgusted. Yeah. Um, He was basically released from the team. So (laughs) he fumbled the bag because they felt as though that statement. We're in the fucking Asian countries. They do not play that shit. They do not play that shit. They felt as though it was discrimination and it was racial and a whole bunch of other terms that they use to fucking let him go. Says his his inappropriate words and inconsistent mm-hmm. are are inconsistent with social responsibilities and values aided by our club. Hello. And that's what serious adverse social impacts mm-hmm. to the club and the league. We will not sign him for the new season. He's being let go. He fumbled a bag being fucking funny. So definitely. Oh, laugh, 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 little mid ass tweet. It wasn't even shit about shit. And that's what he came back and said that he meant. <laughs> <laughs> it, it wasn't meant in, um, anything bad. Like, he was just saying, like, they got ass on low. So, Tyson, you fumbled the bag running your mouth. And a lot of y'all need to close y'all fucking mouth. That's close how y'all getting fucked up. Hole. You heard about that girl who lost her job because of the OnlyFans? No. Yeah, a teacher in D.C., she recently lost her job. Because she was on OnlyFans and a fucking G string. 
So, so well, okay, hold on. We cannot compare the two. We cannot loop those two together. It's similar. Like if you know what kind of work you do, you shouldn't be doing certain things on the back end. Yeah, exactly. Why are you doing that screening. as a teacher? Like, bitch, like you are really a civil servant. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. like me. Like I probably shouldn't be doing this podcast, but you know, niggas ain't gonna find me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Just kidding, that ass. But no, why the fuck are you on OnlyFans as a teacher? In a G string. Like, bitch, I'm thinking that she's part. providing additional content about, you know, two plus two equal four. No. She's trying to make two with her one plus one. And the child. Okay. That was not the way to do that. I even did, though. Yeah. Um, uh, now let's talk about Jordan Woods. Yeah, I know. I'm rooting for everything Jordan Woods. Honestly, <laughs> I'm not. Oh! <laughs> like... So I let me tell you, girl. like, I feel like, um, given the situation, like, I feel like if she wasn't black, she wouldn't have gotten all the support that she's gotten from the black community. Duh. That's one part. Um, the second part is, I just don't feel like, I feel like people try to make her out to be, like, this it girl. And I don't feel like she's an it girl. You know, like, I feel like she's lacking something. Like, she's a pretty girl. I mean, she doesn't give me much personality. That That's too. Yeah, that but too. Her, but she got the bod. She got a body, yes. But like every bitch in fucking the heights got a body. They not getting the same it girl push that Jordan is getting. Well, they 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 also their <sighs> their fucking uncle is not Will Smith either. Mm, Touche. But I just feel like Jordan Woods like it's definitely overhyped, and I feel like it's gonna die down soon. Um, it was her birthday this week. And she, These fucking bitches turning 23. I'm turning 25 in two months and two. Uh, I'm tired of reporting on y'all bitches. Jordan debuted her new nigga, Mr. Carl Anthony Towns. Yes, honey. On her birthday. He gifted yes. her with two Birkins, a Not Chanel, and a Michael Jordan autographed jersey because her name is Jordan Woods. Right? Oh, man. Her sister Lolo was calling the mom and dad. And what's interesting about this was um, people saw him and her together months ago. Like, yeah. right around the time when the whole Tristan debacle took place, mm-hmm. she was with him. So, she basically was saying, like, oh, like, that's her childhood friend, and they grew up together, da 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 Like, he's like a brother to them. Ah, 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 ah. You know how bitches be lying. Lying. Whole time be fucking... Fuck it. So, it was very interesting to see, all of a sudden, my queen, and he has his hand on her hip, and just a whole bunch of shit taking place. I like They in matching Versace bathing suits Let's and the all these things. And I'm just like, wow, wow, Walden, all of a sudden? So, it was just very interesting. I do feel like he's definitely, like, a corny nigga. So, a corny nigga and a corny bitch. Okay, I don't think she's corny. <laughs> she's corny. Okay. Um, I say this because of her sit-down with um, Natalie Manuel. She was just, like, throwing mad subs. And I'm just like, bitch, be direct. She was just like how... Uh, um, because real life, she is friends with Kylie. That's why. But they just can't make it public. I guess. Now I said it. I think you're right. Because I'm not giving away my best friend over no bullshit. Especially when my sister's still with the nigga who... <laughs> going back to my friend. Like, if you gonna... Bitch, you're bugging. I'm going to go to my friend. Period. So, I definitely think it's... They're probably, they probably are talking on the back end. They are literally best friends. Yeah. But Tell she's not public. So, what her sit down was with Natalie Manuel. She mentioned how um, how she handled, like, the backlash, the, the cyberbullying, because, like, 
The white people on social media, they were with the Kardashians. As much as they claim they hate them, they were under fucking Jordan's post calling her all types of whores and sluts and, and all niggers. these things. And niggers. <laughs> you know, in the group chat. So it was it was there. We know. We see y'all. So she mentioned how like she dealt with that. Like she just didn't paint any mind. She deleted social media. She had like a hard time trusting people. She mentioned that she only smoked, spoke to a s- small group of people. It was like a whole thing. Um, so Natalie, who's the interviewer, she mentioned like, did you ever question where God was during all this? And Jordan basically was like, um, she kind of did, but not really. She mentioned that she asked herself, why me a lot? But then she said, like, she thought about it and was like, not why you. Yes, you. This is your path. Life is not happening to you. It's happening for you. So I guess it's like a light at the end of the tunnel for Jordan. But I don't know. I feel like she's clicking down. Like, I don't. Like, I feel like we all wanted Jordan to be similar to that of like who in the black community would you say is like a it girl that has like person like like a jada you know like yeah so much personality but like you want to like her she's just so dry like it was just that like we did not like her with the connections because it was just like you were just like the black best friend they parade like you know chloe has the black best friend the masikas yeah the, the the two fucking twins that she parades around blah 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 and it was like Joy never gave me anything. Like, her personality Boy, is bland. Blah. Blah. But she's just and great to look I at. just do this because I want to do this. She's just great to look at. She has a nice fucking body. And that's just all what I'm here for. I'm just happy that, you know, the reason why I root for her is because... She's black. Okay, one, she's black. <laughs> Two, because Chloe, bitch, you got some motherfucking nerve. Like, you really, like, they really tried to bully this girl, but the whole time... Y'all are known for laying down with other people's men. Trina, a whole bunch of bitches. Like, what the fuck? The list goes on and on and, and granted, on. And I'm not saying whatever Jordan did was was right, but I'm like, the way that you went about it, as a white woman to try to tear down a black woman, mm-hmm. bitch, no. She I'm was sorry. hurt. I cannot side with that. Nice then now you're back with the fucking lie and the truth. Please, I'm mm-hmm. sorry. But, um, I will say, this situation kind of like confirmed that Jordan was interested in Tristan. Oh! The fact that he Tristan's a basketball player, Carl Towns is a fucking basketball player. Hello? Like, she likes tall niggas. Basketball. That is not confirming anything. <laughs> Shut up! It confirmed it for me. I got what I needed, child. Oh, child. You did the wrong man. Jordan uh-huh. is... Yeah. That did not confirm anything. It confirmed it. it let me know what she like. Her appetite like when, for niggas. No, I feel when Jordan said, I do not want this situation, she meant that. But she also said that they kissed and she was sitting next to him and rubbing his leg. Okay, her whatever. Leg. I'm not going to do this. Whatever. Yeah. Happy birthday, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you. May you have the happily ever after. Mm. Please. But um, also this week, you know Slim Jimmy from Ray Shreman? Yeah. He was accused of him domestic abuse. Girl- him and his girl are always fighting and breaking up everything. Really? Oh, yeah. It's nothing. It's yeah. Nothing. This week, I don't know if there's coming back from this. Apparently, he knocked out her teeth. Her name is Key. He knocked out her front, front tooth. Uh, she's allegedly six months pregnant. Yeah, she's pregnant. That's mm-hmm. the part that's like, you know, like, 
But Slim's mother, she basically has the same thought process we have in terms of women, like, you should not be putting your hands on men. She went on social media and she basically stated, men have the right to defend themselves from abusive, toxic women. So it's a big thing right now with Slim Jimmy. And I feel like he's the part... Slim, he looks like he's on drugs anyway. Yeah, he's the part of Ray Strumman that's, like, clicking down. Because fucking Sway Lee... Sway Lee's on the up and ups, like... He's up and it's stuck. He's just released some new song called Dance Your Ass Off or some shit like that. And it's a vibe. So... I don't... Listen. I don't know. Slim Jimmy and his baby mother, like, they have a history of... Abuse? On and off. It's always something. Like, it's not new. Like, they have several accounts of, like, street brawls. Brawls? Yes. Like, all type of, like... Him violate her on social media. She violated him. They like this has been going on for at least a year. Mm-mm. Like it's it's quite strange. And so well, the fact that they're having a child together it just makes and you're sense. knocking out her teeth while her child's in your in yeah, her. Yeah, come this on, is terrible. Come on, and the mother like come on. But now let's get into our checkpoint portion of the show. This is where we talk about controversial topics and we just get the people going, you know? So this week, there was a video going viral. Uh, I believe it's in like somewhere in the South for sure. Like those accents were strong as fuck. So basically in the video, there's a guy going around asking these Southern folk this question. And the answers had me going. So basically, the question is: Would you rather a gay son or that daughter? And answers ranged from, "Nah, I couldn't do that. Um, he's a rep- representation of me. I would kill him. What? I would put his clothes out. Oh yeah, this isn't so. It was going crazy. Like I would disown him. I would not raise him. A whole bunch of shit. Like he would not know me. Like going crazy." <laughs> Like, there was no one in the video that said that daughter, right? But what got me was the rationale. So I want to ask you, would you rather a gay son or a that daughter, and why? Have you on the why? Um, for me, I would rather a gay son. Why? Because sexuality, I mean, for me, it's... it's it's a preference. I personally do not care who the fuck you choose to lay down with. Mm-hmm. That does not... I, I feel like who you choose to be intimate with does not have any fucking impact on my relationship to you, whether that's mother and son, whether that's best friend and, like, best friend or fucking... It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Because that's something that is so intimate and private mm-hmm. that... Our relationship, like, I should not be able to dictate what goes on in your private space. Mm. At the end of the day. That's how I feel. Yeah. I brought the same question to, like, my focus group. <laughs> you know, I always have a focus group. And a lot of them said the same thing. Whereas, I think with a fat daughter, mm-hmm. um, I think that calls on a lot more parenting, right? Like, I, like, I cannot parent my child to not be gay. Right. Right? And I'm glad you said that. And I feel, so, like, with a fat daughter, it's more of me being, like, I'm going to have to intervene because I need to, I want to say, 
correct, but I need to curb your type of behavior. I need to I need to educate you to let you know that how you are presenting yourself to people mm-hmm. is not healthy. Is not that is not the way. Like the the attention you are getting, whatever it is, it may seem positive right now, but it's not. Right. How you're moving is not safe. Right. So that's more of like an intervention. I got you. In that way, whereas like I mean and. And I'm going to say right now, a five, that just requires a lot of too much work. So let me give you my take. So I gave the same question to my focus group, mm-hmm. and they basically gave pretty much exactly what you just gave. My take on this is I would take the dot daughter. What? I know. They were surprised, too. Really? This did not make it to my desk show. I know. So I'm going to show you the video afterwards, but actually, I'm going to put the video with this mm-hmm. for promo. Yes. So, I would take the thought daughter because, like, I feel like it's, what is it, nature versus nurture? Yeah. So, one is, like, you're born with and one is, like, what you decide to do. Yeah. Or learn, whatever. hmm And I feel like if I had to choose, like, I know, like, having to raise a gay son, like, I might be okay with it or, like, our household Maybe okay with it, but society, yeah, like that, the life of that gay son, like what he's gonna have to go through, like I probably wouldn't wish that on my enemy. Like being ostracized from everyone in society, not feeling safe, feeling as though like people are always like side eyeing you just because of like your sexual preference, mm-hmm. and like even like in the family, you yeah. know, like you have family members who are looking. Actually, sideways, ignorant. ignorant, who just wants you isolated. Yeah. And then you have to, like, deal with that mental of, you know who you are. You know that you're gay. But who you are and what they accept to be true does not go well together. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you kind of, like, lose that family aspect. You kind of, like, are isolated from society. Like, it's just so much that goes into being a gay son. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like I would not want that for my child. Mm -hmm. Like, just, like, the external aspect of it and the Mm -hmm. hardships that come with being gay. Mm -hmm. Like, I would not want that for my child. And I feel like it's totally out of my control. You know, like, I can't do anything about it. Mm -hmm. You know? Whereas I feel like with a thought daughter, like, it's more so, like, a choice of who, like, she wants to fuck. And maybe she's just, like, promiscuous. You know, like, she's using a condom. She's just fucking a whole bunch of niggas, and they talking about it. So that's what makes her, like, a thought. Yeah. But on the outside of things, like, she's beautiful. People love her. And the family, like, they don't know what's going on. Like, But but I'm going to fight you on that. Just please. A little bit, just because <clears throat> it made me think about, I don't know if you watched the show The Shy, but this past season. No, tell with- me. So the shot is a show created by Lena Waithe, and they um, follow um, a, a shooting that basically impacts a, many different stories. I know that part, right? And so essentially, so this past season, um, one of the characters, um, Keisha, she's a promiscuous teenager, right? And she goes missing, right? Wow. Um, for a couple of episodes, right? And she was actually abducted by someone in the in the neighborhood, right? Wow. And um, a lot of it, like, you know, when, you know, trying to figure out how did she go missing and, you know, who might have taken her or whatever, 
a lot of the backlash was like, well, have you seen her Finsta? She posting all of these, you know, mm-hmm. provocative pictures. And you know that she was dealing with this drug dealer on this street. And right. blah, blah, blah. And like, all this other stuff. So, like, it kind of made it hard for the community to rally behind, like, this um, this larger narrative of, like, missing black, black girls and black girls going missing, right? Mm-hmm. And 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 so, like, speaking to, like, that daughter, I feel like in that aspect, too, of, of, of like... Can that be controlled in some way? I, I think that being a thought daughter and a gay son, like, as far as family, how fam, how other non-immediate family knows can be controlled in some type of way. Well, what they know. Yeah, or what they know can be controlled I in, got some, you. in some type of way. Um, but I, I, I think that the implications of, of, a, of a thought daughter of, like, Let's say what we know, what the trajectory of, like, being a teen mom. Right. You know, you being 16, you got a baby on the way. Right. I feel like... Like, it's... What I'm saying is, like, I feel like going into a room, right? Like, it's just totally different from, like, being a gay son and a dot daughter. Yeah. You know, like, one is, oh, she's a hoe. The next one is, like, dismissive versus aggressive... Attacking, mm-hmm. like it's more like hate. Yes, yes. You know, than being a dot. Like you get more hate being gay yeah. than being a dot. And especially within our community. You get what I'm saying. So that's why, like, for my child, like knowing what I know, like I would choose the dot daughter yeah. over the gay son because it's just like I know like the hate that that comes with. You know, and like people, like I even know guys who are like not even like homophobic. But because the settings that they're in, it doesn't allow them to even, you know, speak on their beliefs and their thoughts. So it's like they automatically have to, like, side with homophobia. Yeah. You know, so, like, even knowing that is just like, I'm taking a dot daughter. You know? So I think that was a great chance. I'm still going to take a gay son, though, because at the end of the day, my son won't beat all y'all niggas up. Here she so go. You can do whatever. <laughs> you can try to check whoever, but just know that them hands work. And my thought daughter is going to be using a condom. So she won't be having any babies or yeah. any STDs. Okay. So, you know, y'all could talk behind the scenes and she's going to be successful. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Another checkpoint I had for this week is can a man without money make a woman happy in a relationship? <laughs> <laughs> Not to laugh. Well, let me repeat it. Can a man without money make a woman happy in a relationship? No. And y'all bitches on here that claim <laughs> that money can't buy happiness, bitch. Y'all don't know where to shop. Come! <laughs> okay, cut me a nice check and I'm going to show you how happy I can be. Okay. Now, I'm not saying that. Give me your take. Give I'm me your take. I want your take because I feel like you be talking for the streets and I want you to talk for you. Please. <laughs> can I be boys? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. I cannot be bought. Okay. Okay. And what I mean when I say that I cannot be bought is that at the end of the day, you know, I have dated people that I genuinely were not interested in and they showered me with gifts and like they took me everywhere and spent all this money on me and like took Prince Hakeem coming yeah. to America. Yeah, and, and and it was great, but like I genuinely did not want to be with them. Like all Ooh. that money spent did not make me want to be with you. Yikes. Right? However, <laughs> however, however, I've also been 
on the flip side of being with someone that you are genuinely interested in and you are bothered with mm-hmm. them, blah, blah, blah. A connection, a connection. But they don't got the coin. A bum. A bum. A I stone have, cold bum. I have dated one bum. Really? And I have regretted How did you survive? How long did it last? Let's get there. How long did it last? It lasted a few months. How did you survive? Because I tried to, oh, I tried to in my mind say, like, it was okay. To that, be a like, bum? we were not doing <laughs> anything, right? I was like, oh, it's okay. Like, I didn't, in my mind, I tried to be like, oh, like, you know, I don't really care if you don't go out on dates as often, or mm. I don't really care if you don't really give each other gifts, or... But knowing me, like, one of my top love languages is one quality time. I love going out with my... And granted, and when I say going out, it doesn't necessarily mean that right. large amounts of money is spent, but I love experiencing things. Partner. And I also, like, another one of my love languages is fucking gifts. Like, I love receiving gifts. Like, I like little gifts, big gifts, like, just because gifts, anything. And so... But me dating that fucking bum and not receiving the top two of my love languages, I was really You knew it confused. was in love. You knew it was in love. And you know what happened in that time? My old nigga circled back. Oh, and scooped you up and, and out. I, no, li- no, literally. <laughs> scooped me up and out and I left because I'm like, I, <laughs> I'm not getting what I need here. Mm-mm. I'm sorry, but y'all want to sit here and be like, listen, I'm just telling my girl the other day that I'm like, I don't think I could date a fucking like aspiring artist or some shit. Ooh. I was I was watching girlfriends actually. You we watching girlfriends you, ugh, and girls when friends. Tony was the artist? the artist. Oh yeah. my god. And I'm like, I can't be with nobody like that because guess what? You cannot write passion on the fucking Con Ed bill. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Spring don't want to hear about your passions and your fucking art. Think- they want the coin. I think that's the perfect alley-oop for my response to this question. So the question is, can a man without money make a woman happy in a relationship? I think yes. And I say so based off of which the example you just gave of Tony and um, Greg, mm-hmm. who was the artist. Tony is like a fucking entrepreneur, boss bitch, selling houses, mm-hmm. Birkin bags, penthouse. Escort. 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 <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> but she meets she loved Greg. She met him in high in college. Mm-hmm. He's a bum who's a fucking struggling He's artist. Struggling and artist. she loved he makes her happy. Yeah. You know, so to answer the question yeah, but that's not gonna keep her there. You it can, makes her happy. You can make happy <laughs> but I'm not gonna be here. But just know that I'm gonna find happiness somewhere else. I'm gonna find somebody <laughs> that is going to make me happy and also have money. So I feel like if the question was can a man uh, can a man without money make a relationship happy in a long relationship? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. How that hits that. Because <laughs> I can give you happy for however long. <laughs> Baby, I'm not going to promise you I'm going to be here forever. I'm here for a good time, not a long time. You know why? Okay. But I think a man without money could definitely make a woman happy. Yeah, but she's not going to be there long. Just know. But she's going to be happy. She's I feel gonna like. She's going to be there. Yeah, she's going to get her happiness there, but mm-hmm. she's also going to get. Other happiness elsewhere with the niggas spending money. But also, too, I think it depends on the type of woman. Because if you were a woman who has her own bag even more than she needs, she may only need you for uh, that happiness, you know? And that happiness like makes... Yes. You, you see? Full circle. Interesting. Full circle. She might just need you for 
Huh? Here you go. We on topic this this okay, episode. Okay, 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 this okay, is okay. the on topic episode. Okay, we're gonna call it that on topic. <laughs> so I feel like she may just need you for sex <laughs> to cuddle, to hold her hand. It's giving usury. That makes her happy. And if you can do those things, you make her happy. So I feel like that answers the question. I don't think it's usury. I think we d- different relationships require different things. You know, like, you just said your love language is X, Y, and Z. Somebody else's love language might be fucking kindness or (laughs) whatever the fuck else is on the five. You know? So, it just depends. It goes by situation. But I definitely think a man can make a woman happy without money. She's not going to stay there for long. I'm not saying that that is... I'm not disputing that. I'm letting y'all know that she's not going to be there for long. And if she is, then she's cheating on you. Okay, so let me ask you this. Can a woman without money make a man happy in a relationship? Can a woman... Without money make a man happy in a relationship? Yes. Why do you say this? (laughs) We see this happen all the time with with these fucking celebrities that be marrying these bitches that don't like shit to their name. (laughs) Why do you say this? Are they happy? They still cheating and they want to fucking blog every week. But um, I do think that a woman, because I think it's more like tangible things that women do, whether it's like, unfortunately, like it's domesticated, right? It's like mm. cooking and cleaning and being the support And that system. makes the man happy. Yes. Okay. Because so you don't see a woman being happy in that same situation? No. Really? I don't care. I don't care what woman you talk. I don't care how much money she got. No. She wants a man. She wants a partner. I'm. I'm not going to say a man. She wants a partner that can provide for her. Provide. Period. I know. I see it. I talk all this independent shit all the time. <laughs> let's be right, fucking clear. I am ready to be a housewife. I am ready to have my partner support me. Okay. <laughs> the minute my partner tells me I no longer need to go into work, is you're aligned. Yes. You're like, okay. <laughs> Like, I'm sorry. I don't know. I feel like, I feel like, and it goes by situation because you might even have another woman who she may never want to not work. Like, no Mm -hmm. matter how much her man is making, Mm -hmm. she wants to have a lash company, a hair company. She wants to be doing something. Yeah. You know? So it depends on situation. You checkers, let us know what you think. Be sure to comment under this post. Listen, the checkers know. Y'all already know that y'all not fucking with no nigga that ain't got no bread, please. I feel like the city girls got y'all fooled. Ooh. They definitely do. But let us know what y'all think. Make sure y'all subscribe and see so y'all can know what's going on. And tell a friend, tell a friend to check in. But now we're going to get into our checkmate portion of the show. Slash the check yourself portion of the show. Now, here we go. Yeah. Makisha. Mm-hmm. Come to the mic, babe. <laughs> <laughs> so, Makisha basically has, like, a new song coming out where he basically sell- He basically says, We selling dope. They never told us the difference between Republican or Democrat, but they telling us to vote. And with this... Drake, I hope you just leave your bias out of you not liking me, Bill, <laughs> and really get to the shits because you're getting tight already. Oh, right. <laughs> I didn't even say thing. anything. But you're getting tight <laughs> pre-production. That's <laughs> In pre-production, I didn't say anything. It doesn't matter. So, this got me to want Meek to check himself because Meek, let's be clear, he's one of the most influential rappers mm-hmm. we have. In 2020. Mm-hmm. 
So for him to really sit here and question why we're why we need to vote in November, talking about they never told us the difference between Republican or Democrat. That part has me up in arms because Why does it have me up in arms? I really feel like it's a metaphor. Like no. please Dre, you know better than no, this. I, I don't know why you're acting this way on this mic. What's the metaphor? The, Tell I me. feel like he's speaking to like public school education of like we are not taught about democratic participation mm-hmm. and the fucking like we are not taught about government we're not no i feel like we're i told that black people are democrats white people are republicans that's and not that's true it. that's not i took ap government in oh, public school child. i took ap go- advanced well, you placement a, well you was a scholar i am but He's from Philly in the trenches. They don't got that. But when you there. say we, and then you're putting the single out to the masses around election you. season, which is around your birthday, which is next <laughs> month. Leave me alone. No, next month. Like, leave me alone. Like, we're basically in, in October. We have to vote in November. You talking about they never told us the difference between these two parties, but we're supposed to vote. What are you putting out to the masses? Especially the like, niggas in the hood who listen to you and love you ever so much. And I feel like the niggas know I They don't like know that they don't that. know they they don't know about fucking metaphors. Are you <laughs> fucking kidding no, me? I think that they can relate to this. I'm not laughing at this at all. But no. I feel like that they can relate to this because they're seeing like the fucking system has failed them. The education has failed them. They have not my thing is, even in this whole like, you know what? I'm a, I'm gonna tie this into here. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you this, this is completely this is a little bit off topic but here you go I a post that essentially they were just like you know they've been screaming for black people to vote 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 and every time we have voted nothing has changed people's not voting because we right? know no no people are not people are not because we have of voted no, no. we have voted and nothing has changed and not enough people are voting and that's the answer to that statement that you just stated so so I feel like in this that little ex that little clip that he said, I feel like he's speaking to a system. No. I don't I don't I don't think that he's telling people not to not vote. Hey, I feel like he is. I don't think so. He just they got n- off of his fucking family. He they never told us years. They never told us the difference between Republicans or Democrat, but they telling us to vote. Yes, because at the end of the day, I think I think this 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 ties into why a lot of people are don't support fucking Joe Biden, but we're gonna vote for him. It's tied into that. It's very similar. It's like at the end of the day, like you want us to vote for you. You want us to use our our um, civil rights to vote, mm-hmm. but you are not educating us on what should we expect from these people. But let's be clear too. We are in 2020, the age of Google. The age of I'm not saying the education system didn't fail people because it definitely failed people. People who didn't want to fucking partake in the education system. Okay? But we are in the age of Google. You can sit down and Google Democrat, Republican. You can Google every politician well, now, that's I'm on the ballot. An argument about access to resources because who right, don't have access to Because right no. now during my I work in a school and guess what? I gotta send out hotspots to kids because kids don't got Wi-Fi. No. So please. So anybody like, who's on fucking sorry, social media, I, I don't think that Meek is sitting here. He has a whole reform criminal justice. I, he's not gonna sit here and tell people not to vote. I think he is. He is asking. He is pointing fingers at a system that never has properly educated us on democratic participation and what that means for black people. 
Well, I feel like but his worst choice. To vote. His it's, worst it's, choice is terrible. It's very much so aligned to the whole Diddy campaign of vote to die, vote, vote or vote, die, vote or die. How imperative it is to vote. Okay, great. And, no, yet, Meek, and guess what? Black folks voted and nothing has changed. We are still fighting the same fight. Things haven't changed because not enough black folk are voting. Like, I know a bunch of people who I've met who said they didn't vote. A lot of rappers didn't vote. A lot of rappers. And then for me... No, Meek is we, not we're good. He's he not saying... He definitely he is. is. He's not telling people not to vote. He definitely is. No, I think he, he, he wants to call for more education for people to have, for the common folk to have this knowledge of like, this is what, you know, this is what we should look for in a presidential candidate. This but, is what a Republican represents. This is what a Democrat represents. Wait, say that again. Say that part again. What? He's what? calling for what in a presidential candidate? I think that he's calling for like, for people to know like what to look for in a presidential candidate. Because right now, we, we, just, we just spoke about how Joe Biden is sitting down with Cardi B and hot key key for motherfucking clicks because you're trying right. to pander to the black vote. Right. And I, I feel like what, what Nick is saying is no different from what Diddy has said to Joe Biden directly of like, what are you going to do to get the black vote? What is your agenda? The black vote is you not want me to vote. You want me to vote for you. You are saying black folks need to vote. What are you doing? Right. I feel like you're right to some extent. In the context of what I'm saying in regards to his, the snippet that he has going viral right now promoting his single, mm-hmm. which says, we selling dope. They never told us the difference between Republican or Democrat, but they telling us to vote. Like, I feel like take away the metaphors, the system feeling. Like, if you as somebody who's like a diehard Meek Mill fan, you hear that shit, what are you going to think? What are you gonna think as a someone who you don't really know much about metaphors? You don't know. You're not you thinking are, about the you school. Are really it. No, I want because this is this is where I'm coming from with this. When I saw the clip, and this is like the clip of the song that he's releasing. Yeah. I'm like, the election is like a month away. Why? Like, if we're gonna do this, then we might as well add Kanye to the motherfucking checkmate too, since he's trying to get his name on motherfucking ballots so goddamn bad in these different states, then which we, we don't have time for that. We even talked about, about him, that? didn't we? <laughs> How about that? If we're going to sit here and give all this pressure to me, what about Kanye? Nigga, we don't need people going out there voting for your ass. No, we we well, definitely don't. We definitely don't. Like, that's stamped on. So we don't need to go there. Take it back to me. <laughs> Take Bring him back to the hot seat. He's, he's not in no hot seat for me because I don't think he's advocating for people not to vote. Okay. Checkers, you tell us what you guys think. Let us know in the comments because... We can't seem to agree on this one. <laughs> okay. Checkmate. And I also have a um, checkmate for Lorena De Laguna. Let me tell you something. One place in New York City that I really don't like, Queens, New York. Even though that's where your queen is from? I don't like it. She got up and out of Queens, New York. Wake up, please. So this girl, Tiffany Johnson, she was jogging in Queens. Mm -hmm. And it's just something about Queens that just doesn't sit well with me. Like, all the other boroughs, like, could pass, except for Queens. Because Queens, people from Queens swear that they're so better than anyone else. And so up. But they're really fucking ghetto as fuck. (sighs) This lady, Lorena De Laguna, proved your point when she saw Tiffany jogging and decided to throw a fucking glass bottle 
at this woman jogging. I'm guessing, I'm guessing Tiffany Johnson is black. Yes. Mm. Get your black ass out of here. I, 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 a whole bunch of racial slurs. Mind you, Queens is one of the most diverse boroughs in the city. In quotes, because it's not real. It's definitely not fucking... You're throwing bottles at bitches who are just jogging. Get your black ass out of here. All this stuff. So she got arrested. There was like a whole um, warrant for her arrest. Mm -hmm. And she got arrested this week. So that bitch is in jail checking herself. Good for you. Checkmate. Okay? Good for you. Bitch, read the road. This is not the time to be against Throwing bottles? Bitch, I'm going to beat you. Tiffany's better than most because she kept jogging. Because the bottle didn't get her, it didn't hit her. But bitch, I would have, I would have definitely jogged back to beat that ass. Hello, huh? So okay. she's definitely, she definitely lucky. Yeah, but you know? lucky it wasn't me. But she got locked up, so checkmate. Um, my last one is going to Charlie Scarf, who's the CEO of Wells Fargo. Mm-hmm. He basically was in the tabloids this week because he mentioned that there's not enough black talent for recruitment within Wells Fargo. So it was a whole thing. Um, I personally have experience with Wells Fargo. Like, I've been trying to break into, like, banking Mm -hmm. since I was, like, fresh out of college. And rejection letters after rejection letters, like, it's just never... Mm -hmm. And I always wondered, like, why? You know, like, Mm -hmm. hello, the resume is there. Hello. So I found it interesting because, like, I also saw um, a tweet... From someone who said, I personally applied for three positions within Wells Fargo that I was very qualified for, and I got three denials. My name is Hannah, so I decided on the fourth try to not check that I was black. I got an interview within 48 hours. What? At Wells Fargo. So, definitely. Yeah, I shouldn't even be fucking surprised, but. I don't bank with them. It's, cr- I don't either. Bank of America or I Chase? Scammers. All the way. And the scammers need to target Wells Fargo. <laughs> because. We putting y'all on the game. <laughs> please. Like, I just feel like that was just really fucked up. Like, you have black people that are going to fucking Harvard, Princeton, like, Ivy League fucking schools. Overqualified for positions at fucking bum-ass Wells Fargo. And you talking about there's not enough black talent. Like, especially now during the pandemic. I'm on LinkedIn every day. And like, it's like, like it's talented. qualified people have been doing this since doing this. Also, this speaks to me. That's what I always think when we are job searching. You know how like each of these companies are, are supposed to be like employee um, equity. like Inclusion and yeah, diversity. Like, yeah, all, mm-hmm. that sh- all that should be fucking bullshit. Sometimes, it do. And you know what? And that's interesting. So just a heads up. Like, Get I'm, into this. Because I don't. I'm about to start job searching. Like I'm, I'm in a transition period where I want to move into data, right. um, anal- analytics work and stuff. And so that's something that I struggle with. Sometimes on job applications, I don't want to check that I'm female. I don't want to check that. I don't want to check my race because it's like, what the fuck? I always wondered that because you know it's like on job applications, like they first have like, are you Hispanic or Latino? Like that's separate than everyone right. else. So it's just like, why? You know. And like they'd be like, and then when you check no black American pop up, you know, like after you check no to Hispanic or Latino, everything else pops up, and it's mm-hmm. just like, why is that, you know? And it's something I. Mm. This is really eerie, and especially like during this pandemic, like I told you guys, like I've been like on the market looking for something new, and like I feel like I'm 
I've even been on, like, calls with, like, recruiters. I think I told you, like, on the back end. I don't know if we spoke about it on the mic. Like, I had a... Because, you know, everything is Zoom these days. Yeah. I had an interview with this recruiter, and this bitch came on the fucking screen eating a fucking sandwich, talking about, sorry, I missed lunch. And I'm looking at her like, are you dead-ass fucking Lord, serious, cause, bitch? Cause we would never... We couldn't. Because we would be labeled unprofessional. All types of bad adjectives. Mm-hmm. I had this upper lady. She sounded like she was getting fucked while we was on the fucking call. Like, she was just, like, out of it. <laughs> Exasperated. Like, really, like, out of it on the fucking phone. So, like, I really had... And, like, too, like, this is why, like, I definitely want more black people to, like, specifically target HR. Yeah. Because I feel like those are really the gatekeepers yeah. of these major corporations. Yeah. You yeah. know? And it's just, like, really fucked up, like, when you hear people like fucking Charlie, who's the CEO of this major company, say that there's no black black talent. Like, And mind you, especially, I'm thinking back even more so, like, in our undergrad years, where, like, there was a good percentage of the black people that were there that were business majors and minors. Me. Like, hello. Hello. (laughs) Yeah, you know, so... Had to go through the ringer to even get that degree. Like... Mm -hmm. No jokes. Yeah. Two stats class, financial accounting, management accounting. Like, it's so much. Yeah. Rigorous. And it's just, it's just crazy. It's like, you sit there and... From your pedestal. From your pedestal. And it's like, well, actually, how about you hire actually black and brown recruiters to actually recruit within those fields? Some companies are doing that. You know, because I worked at, just a little sidebar, like, I worked in HR right. at the Javits Center, you know, many moons ago. And um, one of the things, so I actually helped in HR of hiring. Um, and, like, they taught me how to, like, scan resumes and, like, right. whatever. And, like, there's something in that, right? Like, it's something inherently, like, racist. And scanning oh, a resume 100%. for certain keywords, certain terms. Certain the ATS adjectives. system, the applicant tracking system. Yeah. Like, it's really fucked up because, like, you have to go through a fucking software system now to even get in contact with a person. And we mm-hmm. don't even know, like, how that's configured. Like, if it's configured configured to filter out black people, we don't know. And it's, 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 just, it's, just, it's just crazy. <sighs> and so when we think about the absence of black folks, whether it's in banking, whether it's in tech, whether it's in like the STEM field, whether it's in medicine or whatever, like it's, it goes back so deep in a layer. It is not just because black people are not doing it. It's just the fact that even if the black people that are doing it, it is so hard to get get chosen, to get broke, to, to, to get into these fields that is just like, they're so far and fucking few. So far and few. Like, like, it's really bullshit. Like, I even know, like, because I've had, when I tell you, like, a bunch of fucking interviews, like, throughout these past months, like, I've even had people, like, I could tell, like, they're just fucking interviewing me so they can say, like, oh, like, they interviewed a black person. Mm-hmm. Like, can't recall what I've said, asking me the same question a bunch of different times, like... So, like, I know, like, people are really just trying to, like, meet quota and just trying to... Meet quota because the pressure is on because it's social justice right now. And the whole movement, like... Listen, like I said, I'm about to be on the job market in 2021. And let me tell y'all, in my meetings, in my interviews, I'm asking motherfuckers, what did you do in response to Black Lives Matter in 2020? Right. What did you do for your employees of color? How are you addressing diversity initiatives? Because I refuse to be working in these institutions and in these motherfucking places where y'all motherfuckers is not speaking to me. 
and my niece. And they treating you I'm like sorry. a fucking popsicle. Like, it's really weird. Like, even being in certain situations, because I've been in, like, corporate, corporate companies mm-hmm. where you're, like, the only... You're, like, mm-hmm. one of three black people in the whole entire company. Yep. And it's not fun. It's not. Like, they try to, like, give you pounds, and thinking is, everything is sweet. And, this, and niggas is not even shake in the my same hand. office either. Hello? Like, it's, it gets really weird. And, like, I vow to myself, too. Like, I will never put myself in, like, another situation like that. But I need the coins. Uh, so, <laughs> I need the red coins. Yeah, like, it's really, it's really <laughs> difficult. And that goes to what I was telling you about, like, the whole, like, gay son. Like, mm-hmm. raising a gay son. It's, like... In my focus group, sidebar, off topic, <laughs> one of my friends, she mentioned how, like, she would compare, like, growing up gay with be- growing up dark-skinned. Mm-hmm. And, like, I kind of, like, got what she was saying, like, in terms of, like, growing up with hardships that you can't really change mm-hmm. these things that's a part of you. Mm-hmm. But I was, like, gay and being dark-skinned, like, that's totally different. But being black in these corporations where you know you have the skills, you have the capabilities... Yeah. The background, the experience, you're more than capable. Like, you kind of like double overthink sometimes and like question yourself. You question self worth. And these institutions and these organizations don't do anything to fucking relieve that. They don't. Like, I mean, in they my current don't. job, like, not for nothing, like, my boss, like, she makes 20 G's more than me, but she doesn't even have a master's. I have a master's degree. Confused. Confucius is. <laughs> that I'm, is I'm me. Telling you, like these corporate, it's just weird. It's really just weird. Times. But definitely, um, let us know what you think about that. Um, be sure to follow us on Instagram at the Checkers Podcast, and follow us on Twitter at the Checkers Pod. Tell a friend to tell a friend to check us out. Okay. Oh, this is Chuckles, baby. You was playing Chuckles. <laughs>